Welcome, everybody, to Two Bad Neighbors. That's us. We're here. We're and doing our recap, which means there's no quote at the beginning, which means we're always flustered on how to start, but we're doing it. I'm flustered. You're always flustered. Yeah, I'm completely out of it right now. That's not true. I'm actually very prepared. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm, I'm very prepared for today because this has been a big, this has been a long time coming. Yes. Uh, I have a few prepared statements. Oh, no. All right. Let's, uh, let me just shuffle this. Why does it sound like Christmas ornaments? Well, <laughs> there's um, like there's jingle bells in there. There, yeah, they come with bells, of course. First statement: <clears throat> Who do you think you are? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Second: <laughs> What, what, what did you want to get out of this? <laughs> and uh, finally. Third, what do you think you're doing? <laughs> I don't know. Um, don't worry. We have a we have a whole hour and a bit at least yeah. to answer all these questions and more and more. Hopefully. So, how do you want to do this? I think we should start by let's talk about how we got here. Going, yeah. <laughs> let's hit. Um, Season nine. Season nine. We did it. We're, we, we're done. We did it. We're done. It's and done. <laughs> the ring is gone. The ring. <laughs> but there's still a scouring of the Shire. Uh, that's right. Um, and this one is a good thing... metaphor. I remember it from last yes, episode. Absolutely. And I'm into it. <laughs> well, one thing I wanted to kind of bring up and point out is it's it's really odd because we've done this entire season whilst in the midst of a global pandemic. Uh, the entire thing, yeah. That's <laughs> holy like, shit. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't really like. Obviously, I knew that like the whole time. I I, I realized that, but didn't really like sink in until we completed the season, mm-hmm. and it was still going. In fact, some say worse than before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially in Alberta, but we're gonna get news. Yeah, later we're on. apparently uh, allegedly getting news from our government, uh, and I put government in quotes just uh, to timestamp this. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're supposed to get some news today of what they're planning to do to curb this uh, insane rise in cases that is we're now the highest we have the most cases in Canada, our province, uh, and there's infinitely more active cases than there were uh, in March when they first kind of shut everything down. So, what do you do? But uh, come on out to my to the comedy cellar and uh, you know socially distanced comedy event. I, I don't I I don't want to like. <laughs> harp on anyone who's still trying to do things in this but i'm just like we don't need the government to tell us we should probably stop doing things like close essential ser- non-essential services it helps, and, you though. know like i don't know i just it helps if they're on that side of course yes you know? if the government mandates it it does help i agree uh and i i put you know 90 percent of the blame on our government sure <laughs> there's still that 10 percent that i'm just like I don't know. I just ha- I've just seen some things where it's like, oh, we're gonna see what happens today, but otherwise, still go for tonight for you know whatever event. And I'm like, just don't have events right now. Yeah, I don't know. probably not. Right. I don't know. That's but anyway. That all being said, yeah, it's it's just bizarre because uh, we did the last couple episodes of season eight in the pandemic as well. Yeah, I think that was kind of before we realized it, in a way. That was yes. in a way, well, in a way, like because I remember doing uh, the episode with my sister 
Yeah, um, which is the finale episode of yeah. season eight. Yeah, and we were doing that, and we were talking to her on Skype or Zoom all the way across the country. She was in she's in Toronto still, yeah. and I remember doing that one and being like, "Well, Ali and I are in quarantine for now, but this is gonna pass in a month." Yeah, I think like I didn't realize that how much of a thing this would be until totally. un- th- until really that we started doing uh that I set up zoom calls with you and we did the first one with James in New York right. and it was like this started to it really started to hit home yeah and i think that's the thing too is that as when this all started it was it's it's unprecedented for the majority of the people still living. Like, <laughs> very few people lived through the flu pandemic of the... You mean the Spanish flu? That's the one. <laughs> Isn't that like 1920s? That was 1918, yeah. 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 So, like, some I'm, say... sure there's, I'm sure there's some people alive still that are that are like, I remember that, but they're very old. Um, <laughs> some say it's what really won the war. Ah, Sure as hell. Do you say it. that? No, I don't. Okay. I don't. I say the Americans being involved finally broke the backs of right. the Germans. Right. Uh, but yeah, so it's it's kind of an unprecedented thing for us to to deal with uh, mentally and just in general. And so I think the general view of it at the time in March, which I think we all agree is when things got really quote unquote serious, at least even if it wasn't clear how serious it was going to be, uh, there was that feeling of. Well, hopefully, you know, for me at least, there was there was the first thing I thought was, hopefully it's done by May. Yeah, because that's you know that's usually my favorite month of year. Not only because it's my birthday, but also because that's usually when you know the snow starts to yeah. <laughs> go away for yeah. real. Uh, we live in Canada, um, and you know spring's happening, and it's just like there's just so much positivity that comes out in May for me. Um, and so I was like, oh, I hope that's when it, you know, <laughs> clears up. And then it didn't. And I'm like, well, hopefully by the summer. And then, well, hopefully by the end of summer. And now it's just like, I don't know when. <laughs> this is our lives. Yeah. This is what it is. There's still, like, people saying, like, maybe not till fall of 2021. And I'm like, uh. <laughs> yeah. I can't do another year of this. But at the same time, me trying to find a silver lining here. Yes. Um. At the same time, we've been able to bang out this season. We've been plowing ahead. Yeah. And uh, it's, I think we both agree, given us a sense of sanity through all this. So. At least a sense of purpose. Yes. <laughs> you know? If, yeah. I'm not exactly sure because I don't usually go back and listen to our uh, episodes until the season is over. Mm. Uh, then I'll like hop around and, and, and listen to certain episodes. I do not listen to the entire thing because I don't like myself very much. So <laughs> I don't know if we noticeably get madder <laughs> in the Alice in Wonderland sense or if we're surprisingly level-headed throughout all of this. I don't know. I'm, I am currently re-listening to this season's episodes, and I'm at Lisa the Skeptic. Sure. Uh, that's about a halfway point, I want to say. Okay. Maybe a bit, a bit earlier. Uh, but so far, and that's one that we recorded for the first time in the same room, I think. Ah. Uh, not outside. Right. Uh, so. So that's probably a good one. Uh, yeah, no, it's a good one. I mean, but what I was going to say is that, like, you, you can kind of hear, like, the progression of, you know, there's the Zoom episodes, as it were, and then there's the ones we recorded outside, and we were like in a in better spirits because we're outside and we're you know in the same quote unquote room, 
Uh, and then once we move inside, it's like, again, it's kind of like, well, we're, we're adjusting to the world, and this is how the world's going to be, so we can still do this, but it'll just be in a different format or a different uh, feeling on our end. But you can tell we're, like, not as, like down on the idea of a pandemic affecting the show um we're kind of rolling with it and starting to adapt to it mm-hmm. and i think that's what you know the world has kind of done in general i think in march there was very much a sense of everything shut down everyone's stuck at home no one's leaving people are like zoom suddenly like became a known word because uh, <laughs> before that if i was like hey you want to hop on a zoom call you'd be like what the fuck is that uh, <laughs> I get. I would get so confused. Yeah. I have so many things that are called Zoom. <laughs> That's I right. Have Zoom right. guitar have pedals. Zoom, Zoom I have device. a little Zoom audio recording device, and yeah. now there's this Zoom thing. Somebody pick one. There's Mazda Zoom Zoom. Of course. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, everyone was kind of like, you know, well, this is what we're doing. We're all in this together. And then there was the kind of slow realization that it's going to be a longer time than people hoped for. Yeah. Uh, and then so people just start to adjust, and that's also why you know like things like wearing masks become become much more normal. Um, the idea of still being able to have events, but with restrictions and things like that, started to become more normal. And yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. It's an interesting thing to live through. Um, and this is just kind of a long winded recap of our. Uh, of our season, not in terms of the Simpsons, but in terms of our lives. Yeah. Uh, and it's uh, it's we're we're do we're doing it still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're doing it. And yeah, like I said, it's been a, a sense of normalcy, a sense of uh, just positivity throughout all this. Because uh, as you know, and uh, I've I tried a bunch of different projects when things first shut down, and some of those fell apart some of those are still going and but this has been like a good constant you know yes much like desmond hume you're the constant this is my constant (laughs) yeah yeah uh for those of you who don't know that is a reference to the episode the constant from season four of lost great episode one that i would uh say is maybe one of the only good episodes of that show still wow i don't like that show i know (laughs) but i do damn it well We'll talk about that. <laughs> That'll be our next podcast, <laughs> The it's, Lost Boys. It's been teased. It's true. Before. Uh, <laughs> although I've I've already like since I think this was maybe two or three years ago that I first was like, you know, it'd be fun to do a Lost podcast, mm-hmm. Greg, because mm-hmm. like we both have a history with it. Mm-hmm. And since then, there have been at least three or four Lost rewatch podcasts that have like cropped up. Mm-hmm. I still think we'd do a better one. <laughs> <laughs> So this isn't to say I'm I'm kiboshing the even the concept, but um, it's just a different landscape. That being said, we started this when there was probably like twenty Simpsons podcasts out there. So yeah, yeah. it's not like we're that, too worried about we didn't saturating know the market. That, yeah, no. that's true. You know, like when we first started this five fucking years ago, yeah. all the Simpsons podcasts that existed at the time, I think I, I remember I remember going back and looking at it and being yeah. like, "There's a few that are defunct already." Simpsons mixtape. Yeah. That's one I remember existing when we started. Yeah. Um, no longer exists. Yeah. So there like there were there were a few that were de- the, there was one or two that were defunct. There were a couple that were still going strong. Um and like the thing is, what did we bring to the table? We didn't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean we just kind of were like we're doing this for us, you and know. Maybe we were having fun. 
maybe that's the problem that I've had mm. with other shows that I've tried to do is trying to be like, what's my hook? Right. Maybe that's not the case. Maybe that's not something you should worry about. Maybe you should just do it for fun and make it a project. Yeah, and I think that's honestly the the thing about podcasts in general. Like, it's become such a ubiquitous thing. Everyone has a podcast now. Yeah. Uh, it's it's one of those things that's very easy, quote-unquote, easy to put together. Uh, when we first started, we definitely were not at the level that we are now. Like, we didn't have microphones. We didn't have a Zoom recording device. We didn't have, you know, like, there was so much that we grew into, but... We didn't have a room in my basement that seems exclusively tailored for this and yeah. this like if you look at it if you guys saw this room it would be like wow this is a really really <laughs> nice place to do exactly this show yeah the tv's, TV's right, right there. there we don't so even if have we do to do commentaries move. we can do it yeah. yeah um and yeah i think that a, a lot of people do worry about that like what what makes me stand out above the other simpsons podcast for example and it's like there won't be anything yeah like, really, what it comes down to is, uh, in my opinion, is whether or not you like the hosts. <laughs> yep. And we are very thankful, obviously, to all of our listeners uh, who listen to us, because it at least gives us that idea that you probably at least like us. because Or one of us. <laughs> at least one of us. <laughs> um, because we do... We try. I mean, we, the thing we do try to do with the show is dissect it, as I'm sure you all are aware. Um, whether it be for the good or bad, if it's like, here's why this episode doesn't work for me, here's why this episode is really, really great, or just even to the point of why does a two-story outhouse make Greg laugh so much? Let's talk about it. You know, like that's the kind of stuff we we try to bring to the table. But, uh, but again, I I imagine I've I've listened to a couple other Simpsons podcasts and and most of them do a similar thing i would say for me what i gravitate towards with podcasts i listen to are the ones that don't don't just regurgitate especially if it's a comment based on a comedy show um this is a long-winded way of saying uh i i appreciate that people have stuck with us and uh like what we do uh, even though we recognize we go on tangents, we talk about our lives a lot. And because I've read things online where people are like, you know, here's what I hate about podcasts in general, right? It's like, oh, when the, the hosts talk about their personal lives too much or when they go on tangents that are off topic. And I read that and I'm like, man, we do those things. <laughs> and I'm like, but I, I, I don't care. Like, I, I, I don't want to be like a, a weird, like, kind of corporate cookie cutter uh, podcast. I like the conversational nature that we bring. I like that we can just like riff off each other and have fun. Um, there's there's a space for those podcasts as well. Yep. But um, yeah, I don't know how I started talking about this one. Death, um, but I don't know. It's like it's just been we're we're just very like reflective right yeah. now, and yeah. it's a it's for everyone out there who listens to our show, who doesn't listen to our show, it doesn't matter. It's been a year. <laughs> yeah. It's been a year for you. And so we're nearing the obligatory and artificially imposed end that we put on the year on our calendar. Mm -hmm. And so it's a natural time to be at least a little bit self-reflective. Yeah. Yeah. And we're doing a recap episode. So That's right. I think it all makes a lot of sense where you're coming from right now. Um, 
with that in mind, do you want to maybe shift into our into our tops? Into our well, do we want to talk about season nine in general first, and then our top fives? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's let's get into the meat of it because, because this has been this has been a long time coming. Yeah, and this is where we can answer that first question: Who do you think you are? <laughs> you have thirty seconds. Oh boy. Uh, uh. <laughs> so here's where I come down on season nine after going through it. Yeah, thusly. Do you think it's fair first for you to go first? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, you're already going, so go <laughs> ahead. Do you think this is fair? <laughs> Number four. <laughs> Question four, actually. How is this fair to be? <laughs> oh, he's good. How many, how many questions? There's like 20 questions on there. All right. I spent a while on it. There's bells. <laughs> That's right. Jingle jangle. Um, so everyone's very much aware if you're listening to this episode and have listened to us uh, for a while now. Uh, season nine is not my favorite. Um, it's always been the weird turning point for when I loved the show unabashedly to the point where I started to sour on it. And not to the point where I was like, I'm done with this show, obviously. I kept watching up to, I want to say, season 12 or 13 what, as it aired-ish. Um, even if there was a moment in there of, I'm now done with the show, I just kept watching for a bit. Because I was like, maybe not. Like, maybe it'll find itself again. Uh, spoiler, it didn't. But going through the season, as we as we have, uh, it's it's shifted in my estimation from overall bad season to mostly bad season <laughs> and that might not sound like much of a difference but it, it there is there are some key differences for me um i think that it's it's very uneven and i think that's the the most generous way i can put it it's not that it's awful or like i'm unable to watch them in fact a lot of the episodes i really dislike i can still watch even Cartridge Family, even uh, Principal and the Popper, I can still watch them. And like I cringe or like you know feel weird about it sometimes, but for the most part, I'm like, that was still a way more enjoyable 22 minutes than most other comedy shows out there. Uh, and there's a bunch of episodes in the season that uh, I completely flipped on. That in my, in my mind was, this is a bad episode. Now I'm like, I like that episode. So like there have been some switches, uh, especially because I didn't watch a lot of them. Because my estimation was always this season's like not enjoyable, or I see something like Natural Born Kissers or um, Bart Star, you know, like just those titles and the memories that I evoke from them are all negative. So I'm like, I'm not going to watch it. And so I just haven't rewatched these episodes a lot. So rewatching it in this context has helped uh, reevaluate a lot of them. And yeah, I think that there's some some really solid episodes in this season. I stand by a lot of what I said throughout the the, the episodes that we've done, where you know things like Das Bus, uh, which I know is an episode you love, is still just so uneven and so like such a just like an almost there for me that it almost makes it worse, <laughs> in a sense, because I'm like there's so much I like about it, Millhouse especially. Yeah. Um, but that shitty. B plot and that shitty ending just like oh just robs me of being able to enjoy it uh whole hog. And I mean I can't fault you for that, 
like there's especially because that's not the only example of an episode right. like that in this season. Yeah. And I think the we've talked about how the writing staff seems to have shifted or like uh, completely like changed their approach to how they write the show. Um, and sometimes it lends a very positive, like funny jokes. Like sometimes there's very good jokes for, from that, but a lot of the heart and a lot of the, like the family dynamic and the, and the feeling of camaraderie and this middle-aged family trying to go up against the big, uh, you know, Mr. Burns and, and Skinner and Wiggum and like, you know, the institutions, a lot of that's just like gone now with the, uh, intention of just having, it's funny jokes. Which again isn't isn't inherently bad. It's just that the show I loved when I was a kid and now had that really really perfect balance of really funny jokes and really good heart. And you know you could end an episode with Homer and Marge biking off into the sunset and it not feel schmaltzy or unearned. It's like oh that's nice and I feel like a warmth inside of me. Whereas you know this season we'll do things like. I don't know, let's say Mo, And I'm like, oh. <laughs> Again, the endings to a lot of these episodes are just such misses and such weird misses, too, that, uh, again, those episodes just leave a sour taste in my mouth. But all that being said, long-winded way of saying um, I totally understand people who still really like season nine. Like, I, I, I don't fault anyone for for thinking it's part of the golden age and, and being like, this is, you know, one of my favorite seasons or whatever. Um I still can enjoy it as much as other people can, and I, I feel bad about that. <laughs> like, I wish I could. I wish I could lump it in with uh, seasons three through eight for me and make it, like, a perfect season. But it's just not there. And then, uh, yeah, it's just that weird turning point because, as we've said, season 10, mostly a big, big clunk. Big clunker. Uh, and we'll see. Uh, who knows if that'll change too in our yeah. in our rewatch? Yeah, you know? who knows? Because those are even more so than season nine. I haven't watched most of season ten often, so we'll go through those and we'll see how that goes. But I think season nine, very very capable season that is just a, a slight miss for me overall. What about you, Greg? So we all know I came in hot. Yeah. <laughs> on this season. We all we all know that. And we all know I staked a lot on it. Mm -hmm. I uh I called for votes. That's right. We had a I made spreadsheet. I made columns yep. on a Word document. <laughs> and I, I, I thank everybody for, for playing along and, and for, for doing that. And um I can't God for the life of me, I can't remember who it was who emailed us and said this. Um, if it was you, please email us again and take credit for it when you called it a gold plated season. Hmm. After all of this, it, I think it would be dishonest of me to say that this truly belongs in the golden years. I really do. Yeah. Um, I do think there are some episodes in here and I think there are uh, for for my money, I think there's a good half of the season that could fit in the golden years in some way, shape or form. Yes. However, half of a season either doesn't live up to that or is, uh, it either doesn't live up to that and, uh, and is still decent or just doesn't work. And yeah. it's not a good episode or is that the very worst uninteresting? Um, 
and that's a whole half a season. And I'm I, I have a break. I have a little bit more of a breakdown as we get into our in, in, into our lists. Okay. Um, but I I just yeah I can't I can't call it a, a truly golden golden years anymore. I can't do it. Yeah. Um, and it hurts to say that. It does. Um, but the where where I come down on it is that these. I'll yeah I'll say like. 10, 10 or 12 uh, episodes that I would put in in a golden years, they provide the plating. They provide that that gold plating to this season that, to me, makes it not a golden years, but one of the most fascinating seasons of The Simpsons. And just from a tonal point of view, it is the most fascinating season of The Simpsons since two. I'd agree. And there is like, and like, I think there's an obvious reason for that because (laughs) two is they're very much figuring out what's going to make them golden. And, and, and nine, they're, they're trying to stay gold. Pony boy. They're starting to lose it a bit. They're trying to lose it, but they're trying to stay there and they're trying to rework it for the new millennium, whatever that's going to be. Yep. They're trying to reinvent themselves. And in so many ways they get close. They get so very close but they're just unable to make it. I admire this season's <laughs> I admire this season's reach more so than its grasp. Yeah. And I think it is God, what a great season it would be to end on. True. My God. <laughs> and the thing about this one is that that I that I keep that I keep coming back to is that some of my some of my absolute favorite jokes are are in this season. Yeah, I I, I love the opening to Cartridge Family, the I, the the soccer soccer Continental Soccer League. I course. think the Continental yeah. Soccer League is so fucking Great funny. Joke. Yeah, I think it's amazing. Um, that's just I I love the Canyon Arrow. Of course, yeah. who doesn't love the Canyon <laughs> Arrow? I love Go Banana. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, I I love it all. I love yeah. I love all that stuff, but it's 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 it gets fewer and further further away. I love the the part where they're like where, where she's like, oh, but I was gonna do this, yeah, but I don't like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I love the yeah, I know, but I don't like it. <laughs> the stuff they get right, they get so right. I agree, but the stuff they get wrong, <laughs> they get so wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's there's certain jokes that I think we'll find in season 10 where I'm just like, yeah, that's a bad joke. Yeah. And I'm I'm possibly more forgiving of it in that season because I've already written it off. Whereas when it happens in season 9, it's more of a like it, it's more of a downer. I'm I'm more like, ah, oh, damn it, like you were so close. And it like season nine has this uh, inauspicious task of following one of the most ambitious seasons of The Simpsons. Yep, ever mm-hmm. uh, one that also has its share of misses. Yep, agreed. but the highs that season eight reaches are way, way, way outweigh the misses. And the thing is, they do try. They try so hard, and I think the the effort truly is there to evolve the show. Yeah. And this was the season that they were going to do it. It was either going to be a show for the 90s or a show for the generations. And season 9 was the attempt, and season 10 was the follow-up, and season 10, I'm calling my shot now, slips on a banana peel, (laughs) but 
but I think season nine is still absolutely fascinating. Yep, I I completely agree. Um, and in a way, I don't know if I would change it because of that. Sure. Um, but also, like, I, I would love like if they kept if they were able to keep it going for for uh, for another couple of years. But we already got like two hundred great episodes out of them. That's true. And the only thing I'd say is that season nine has a lot of premises or ideas that I think could lend themselves to great episodes, yeah. capital G great episodes. Yeah. And that's the only reason I would say, you know, in this <laughs> hypothetical, I would change it. And I would love for season nine to be another golden year season and season 10 to be the way season nine feels. Yeah. Um, because a lot of the premises in season 10, from my recollection, not super interesting. And therefore I'm okay with them being a bit more uh, heavy, heavy with uh, bad episodes than good episodes. Versus season nine, where I'm like, it's again, it's just such a like a near miss feels way worse than like a complete whiff. It does, you know. If it you does, if but you're I, the, but then again, like with a near miss, you at least you can appreciate, you can appreciate how off, like just that little bit, you can be like, I can, you can almost connect that dot for yourself. Whereas with a lot of season ten and eleven and twelve, the the whiffs are just like. I don't even know why I'm watching this. <laughs> At least with the near misses, there are moments that make you be like, yeah, this is great. Yeah. The analogy I was going to say is it's if you're an Olympic runner and you get second place by like 0. 0.03 seconds or whatever. Yeah. To me that feels way worse than like saying say getting a distant fifth. <laughs> Uh, and sure. it's not worse. Like okay. I wouldn't say that's worse than like dead last. Yeah. That feels worse, I think, than uh, a close second. But a close second feels worse <laughs> than uh, you know middle of the pack. Sure. I mean, th- what would what would resonate more with with me and my understanding of uh, tournament based uh, metal sports is mm-hmm. uh, like hockey, where like you win a silver if you lose a game. Oh, <laughs> you know how in the gold medal match, the winner wins gold right. and the loser wins wins silver. Silver, yeah, yeah. that's true. That's the most heartbreaking. <laughs> see that? Uh, see that? Versus uh, like winning go- uh, bronze. Yeah, because then you, 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 you have actually to win, win the win game. Yeah, yeah, you have to win the game yeah. to win bronze. Like, and then the fourth place finisher is just like they get. I think they get killed. I think that's true. Yeah. Yes. I think that's why we've lost a lot of hockey players yeah. over the years. It's a weird barbaric tradition, but fifth place gets the to rules. go home. Fifth place and below gets to go home. Third, second, and I first. I mean, they needed a reason for the the gold, the bronze medal game to be worth something. Yes. Like otherwise they just have fun. We want you to work for it. Yeah. Cause or the, you're gonna die. You're gonna die. <laughs> See, in the gold medal game, they made it all the way to the game. And so if they lose, they get the silver. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's fine. You Whatever. try again next year. <laughs> Fourth place, you're dead. You you suck. <laughs> you're clearly bad. Yeah. You're dead. You must vacate the earth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, it's interesting how uh, this is shaken out in a sense, because I feel like if, if, if we're looking at us on a scale, beginning of the season, I was at the zero yeah. You were at the 10. Oh, yeah, I was a 10. And we're probably now both closer to a 5 or a 6. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I wasn't at a 0. I, I'm not u- using that in terms of uh, uh, my rating. I For would, the hypothetical. I wouldn't have, yeah, but the hypothetical, like, just spectrum, as it were. I was like, season 9 bad. You were like, season 9 good. And we're both now, we've kind of merged together <laughs> yeah. in the middle of, like, good, not great. 
Yeah, it's it is good. It is good, and it's yeah. like it's one of those interesting. I think, as you said, I think is the best way to describe it. It's or like fascinating. Like it's yeah. so fascinating. I love like. I, I know I, I think I think you do too. I, I, I love flawed movies. Oh yeah. I think they're they're so interesting. Like movies that are so close to being a total masterpiece, but are just like, where did they miss? Yeah. Where did and why? The those things those are the things that I come back to that are fascinating and frustrating. Yes. And season nine is both of those things. Yeah. I mean it's like it's the Bart Carney kind of thing too, where that's Probably my least favorite episode of the season, only because it's the most boring. Yeah, it's not interesting yeah. in any sense. It's not fascinating. Like a lot of the, like even Cartridge Family. Like you'd think that'd be my least favorite, but it's not. Bart Carney's worse because it's not even interesting to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like we had a hard time filling time. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but that's yeah, that'd be my least favorite. Shall we start talking about our favorites? Yes, of the season. Absolutely. I'm actually going to say. Bart Carney isn't my least favorite. Okay, Lisa the, the lost our Lisa. I think, lost our Lisa is, is, yeah. is my least. That's favorite. a close. Yeah, that's close to the bottom for me as well. Yeah. I think there was some stuff in that one. I uh, at least like again like heart wise, I enjoyed more, yeah. and therefore I could enjoy it more than Bart Carney, which again has that cynical negative feeling to it, but also is boring. So. It's the bottom two. It's definitely yeah, the, bottom I think two. the bottom two. Yeah. Um, but we we got our top five as usual. Yep. And we'll go uh, from, we'll start with our, our number fives, and we'll go up from there to find out what our favorite episodes of the season are. Um, as said before, this was uh, often with our top fives, there's a clear, oh, I know this one's my favorite. Yeah. Like, so there's always a clear number one for me, and then it's filling out the other four. This time I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly was like, I don't know if I could name any of these as my favorite of the season. Not because, you know, necessarily because they're bad, but just because none of them like jump out to me like you only move twice or um Two Bad Neighbors, the episode Two Bad Neighbors. Yeah. Um Bart's Comet and Cape Fear and Streetcar Named Marge and Homer at the Bat. Uh those are the ones I still have saved as my number ones from previous seasons. Mm-hmm. That being said, I have a top five. Let's start with number five. Go for it. Uh, my number five is Lisa's Sax. Number five is Lisa's Sax. That's a good episode. Yeah, that's a good episode. It's a it's a it's a classic um, flashback episode, mm-hmm. which I generally enjoy. I mm-hmm. like seeing uh, little Bart, little baby Bart. Yep, he's always cute. Um, and school yeah. will be fun. <laughs> Yeah, there's uh, you know, his first interaction with Skinner. There's the uh the very much again, not to harp on a top five episode for me, but like the very much near miss ending, um, where it should have just been they should have leaned into the heart a bit more and said they tried to make a joke and the joke is a whiff. That being said, everything leading up to that point is still, I think, in the right spirit of the episode or the show and Homer and Lisa's relationship. And yeah, I like seeing I like seeing that side of it. So where I land on that one, it was almost on my list. Yeah, it was almost there, but I couldn't keep it on there because I couldn't think of jokes from it. That's totally. I fair. don't think it's a very funny episode. Yeah, and at the end of the day, there's just I, I can think of three other flashback episodes I would rather watch. Yeah. Oh, agreed. Than that one. <laughs> and so it just didn't make the top five. Yeah. And I, 
I hate to harp on this any more than I have, but this top five is not like these are five great episodes for me. They're just the ones I connect with the most of the season. So. These are five great episodes. I figured for that was me. the case for you. Yes. Number five, <laughs> natural born kissers. Very nice. Hell yes. Yeah. Don't that's trust. That's when I turned around on. I think that's a great episode. Yeah. Don't trust that little guy with the saw. <laughs> um, keep your eyes down at God's glorious floor. <laughs> uh, Baby, you should try divorce. I saw everything. I saw everything. Yeah, there's there's some great stuff in that in that episode, and I I, I do enjoy it. Uh, like I said, it it's turned around on me. Um, I still think I voted as a as a sideways, um, but that might that might grow in my estimation as as my my mind continues to grow i think i'm just really starting to enjoy movies and television shows that treat adult relationships as adult Mm -hmm. i just watched castaway today great movie and it's it does that yeah in the like in the in the parentheses in the bookends of the of the movie it does that and i love it he's hunting for hunt god i just wish helen hunt was in more movies me too. She's great. <laughs> I, w- I would watch an entire movie with her and Tom Hanks just kissing. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of weird that never happened. It's really weird. They have a really great kiss in that movie. Yeah. And it's really complicated. It made me cry. It and should have been in that movie. It's complicated. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> See, that's overdoing it for me. <laughs> It's just a little too aimless. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. So a little too It's Nancy Myers, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Nancy Myers, yeah. Um I, I much I much prefer her masterpiece, The Intern. Hey. Have you seen The Intern? I like The Intern. The Intern I think it's fucks. good. I think it's, <laughs> it's good. It's such a good movie. <laughs> I did not expect to like it. Uh but I I did enjoy it. What's your fourth? Oh, my number four. We're there already. Sorry. Yes, we are. <laughs> uh my number four is King of the Hill. King of the Hill. I've got it too. Do you want to save it? Sure. Before we'll save I'm... it for when it hits your your spot. Okay. Uh, my number four is the joy of sect. I also have that one at a later spot. <laughs> Outstanding. <laughs> then I'll just go on to my number three. What's that? Lisa the skeptic. Great. You don't uh, have this one, do you? I do have this. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> so my number three is the joy of sect. Okay. So let's, let's talk, talk about let's that. Let's talk one. about joy of sect. That's great. Uh, yeah, that's my number three. It's your number four. Yeah. Great. Uh, Joy of Sect, yeah, another one that I turned around on in our rewatch. Yeah. I remembered it being a little too goofy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only thing I really remembered from the episode going into it was the na 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 leader. leader. Yeah. Um, it's a fine moment. It's not my favorite, but, but I think because I was like, oh, that's the feeling of the episode is that moment. Um, but on our rewatch, I was like, no, actually, I, I enjoy the... Uh, the Simpson family getting wrapped up in this cult, uh, and then the fallout of that. I think it's all very interesting. Again, I think there's some things they could have done uh, better. <laughs> but that being said, I I very much enjoyed a lot of the jokes. I think uh, the the shot of the the leader on his little bike plane with the bags of money, <laughs> very funny. <laughs> very funny. Um. <laughs> and yeah i i think that there there was some uh like the brainwashing stuff was a little bit of a miss but 
Um, I do like when he's like, so Richard Gere knew he was working with internal affairs the entire time. What are you talking about? <laughs> I make up a movie when I get bored. Right. <laughs> I think that's really funny. That's, that is funny. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's I think it's a fun episode, and uh, it's one that I would happily rewatch now. Um, uh, I, I wanted more Mr. Burns. I'll say that as well. Oh, yeah. And the special K. Such a weird scene. <laughs> it's, it's really weird. Uh, I think it completely works as just a fucking visual gag that lasts so long it's one of the things in season nine that is i think very unique to season nine in that it's not it's like it's it's kind of like overly confident right in itself and it's it it feels it feels quite unique because you don't really see much of that again because like they stop they're they're unable to to do those extended cutaways without it being a complete distraction or it feeling like family guy right in the later seasons yeah um so where were we so that was your number four yeah and it was my number three okay uh your number three is lisa the skeptic yes my number two is lisa the skeptic oh very good what's your number three uh the joy of sect oh right okay we're good good. okay sorry 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 sorry. um so lisa the skeptic lisa the skeptic uh yeah great episode it's it's the only one that i remembered going into season nine that i liked Mm -hmm. um (laughs) i remember thinking wow season nine is a big old dud except for lisa the skeptic i remember liking that one um and that estimation didn't uh diminish in my in our rewatch um i just obviously found other episodes that i also enjoyed but uh, yeah, Lisa Skeptic is great. I love the Marge and Lisa relationship in this episode. It's very sweet and very uh, honest, um, where it makes sense that Marge would be a believer and Lisa's not, and that's going to put them at odds. Uh, you know, Lisa saying, oh, but you're an intelligent woman. How can you believe blank uh, is something that I struggle with in my day-to-day with uh, a lot of very good friends of mine, where I'm like, you're very smart. Why do you believe in blank? And so I, so I, and, and not in a like negative way, but just like, it's hard for me to wrap my head around it. And I think that's what Lisa struggles with in this, in this as well is, is I, I, in my mind, this concept of angels in this case doesn't make any logical sense. Why would my mother, who's very smart and very like well-read and all this stuff, believe in that? And then, of course, you get into the idea of, yeah, it's just a faith thing. It's just something that I want to believe in because, uh, you know, either because it makes me feel good or, you know, gives me some positivity in my life. And, you know, it makes sense. And uh, you got the weirdest uh, celebrity guest spot ever <laughs> in Stephen Jay Gould. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That um, is just... The, one of the oddest things that the show has ever done i think so weird the icon the the iconic angel animation is fantastic Mm -hmm. it's something that you can if you if you know the episode you know the image of the angel if you know the simpsons you know it's from season nine season nine i think to me is like you could just put that on the cover and it's like there you go that's season nine it's it's that instantly fun yeah like it's something they've they've like they haven't really done like that and it's and it also they cuz the the Simpsons is so interested in the theology mm-hmm. and the concept of belief and religion and this is their last 
good one, their last great one. Like the Joy of Sect is also one, I think, but it's more playing on on charlatan on the on the concept of of charlatanism. Yeah. Um than theology, really. Um but this one is really talking about what is belief what, how far does that, how, like, does your belief extend to this? Does it extend to you if you found something that had a, no other logical explanation like this? Would your faith be confirmed or would you continue to be Lisa the skeptic? Yeah. That's a good point. The Joy of Sect, uh, similar in terms of uh, concept, I guess. But yeah, Joy of Sect's more focused on the organized religion, <laughs> or organized part of religion. Right, like the 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 sects, the cults, um, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. And whereas this episode's more about just the belief outside of that, like because even though we we do have a practicing Christian family in our as our main characters, uh, it's not like a constant thing. It's just they go to church on Sunday. Yeah. You know, uh, Homer and Marge, uh, Marge at the very least believes in God. Homer waffles sometimes, but overall, I think does. You know. Um, and so this is this episode's more about um, just w- what do you believe in in the concept in the in the umbrella of religion, but not necessarily in the organized part of it. Just you know, because you theoretically could believe in angels and not be a part of any religion, yeah, right? Absolutely, and that's the idea. And I think that's it's a really fascinating idea that that they delve into in I think the proper way. Like, there's never a, like you're stupid for believing in blank or you're an idiot for not believing in blank there's never that feeling it's like here's two different sides of it both are reasonable you know or at the very least like you believe that these people believe in these things so there's nothing like inherently wrong with it um and then for me for my own (laughs) skeptic brain i love that it ends with at the very least the angel was a fraud yes it's not saying all like the possibility of angels is is completely exempt it's just this one happened to be a corporate shell yes. and i'm like that makes sense <laughs> it, especially in the in 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 the simpsons yes in springfield in, in springfield <laughs> all these people are like really down uh, to to believe in in whatever it's very mob mentality right and it's like as soon as they see that there's a sale at pottery barn it's all forgiven and we're gonna go and we're going to open our walls to capitalism and we're gonna That's have right. fun <laughs> as opposed to uh, not to invoke future future episodes, uh, and not that ones that we'll cover, um, unless it's on the Patreon. But uh, oh, and we should should do this one. But I think it's in Homer uh, with a backwards R. Yeah. Um, where he quote unquote discovers the proof that God doesn't exist. Yeah. And gives it to Flanders, and Flanders is like, oh, maybe you made a mistake. No, it's it's airtight, and he like burns it. But Homer's like putting it on the windshields. It's this weird joke where it's. It's like coming down on this idea that, yeah, God doesn't exist. And the most religious character in the show recognizes that. And it's just weird. It's a we- I remember that joke happening, and even as an atheist myself, I was like, that's weird. <laughs> like that's, <laughs> that's a weird thing to do in your comedy show is yeah. like come down on that side and be like, yeah. Anyway, um, so I like that this episode doesn't, uh, doesn't do that, doesn't, doesn't uh, belittle or... We're well into zombies by the time of Hamar. Yeah, I want to say that's season 13. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I hate that I can't even pronounce that episode. <laughs> what a dumb title. Anyway. So, 
my number two is King of the Hill. There you go. So I figured. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Um, so I think I know what your number one is. Uh, King of the Hill <laughs> is uh, a good episode. I agree. It's great. <laughs> it's really fun. It's really fun. I love Homer's arc in it. Um, as as we mentioned on that episode, I I just love that they gave him an, another story, arguably about him concerned about his physical appearance slash weight. Uh, but did something interesting with it, where it's like, no, he actually put the effort in. He started working out at a gym at it a. It took him two months of secretly going every night. Every night, that's what you got to do. Yep. Um, that's why I'll never do it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you and me both, man. Um, but because they're gonna close gyms soon. Well, that's true. Probably this Prob- afternoon. Probably. <laughs> But the Gimes will still be open, right? Of course the Gimes yeah. will be open. Yeah, I'll go to a Gime. Uh, but, and then I, I just love that they give him like a slightly better f- looking physique in his character model. Um, like just give him a little bit of uh, definition in his arms uh, and a little less flab, but overall still the Homer we know. Because yep. again, I think I mentioned this in the episode, like it would have been really disingenuous if you suddenly like ripped like Flanders or Grandskeeper Willie, you know? Um or like Marge, and I, 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 they do that with Marge in a later episode, if I remember correctly. They do. Uh, and it's just, it just rings untrue. And it yeah. rings very true in this episode, and I love it. Yeah. And the murder horn stuff is great. The murder horn stuff is awesome. When he discovers McAllister's body, <laughs> I am a huge fan of that. Yeah. And I'm also a big fan of this ending, especially in season nine, when he's like, what do you think of your old man now, boy? Check up there. It's like, I just see a pole damn it and then he's like it doesn't matter yeah you did it and you're the best and they 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 meld the best of their instincts with what made the simpsons good in the first place and it's one of those things where it's like yes you hit the bullseye and it's i think maybe the only time in the entire (laughs) season where they nail an ending i think you might be right (laughs) i was was thinking about that too and i'm like that's that's easily the best ending they've done in the season other than my first pick well, we'll and get there's there. where we'll disagree. <laughs> yes. uh, but yeah, because I do feel it w- would have been such an easy thing in season nine for them to have that exact moment. What do you think, your old man? Now I just see a pole. Damn it! Um, and then Black. nothing else, or like maybe some other joke yeah. as you know, lightning hits the pole and then a mountain explodes. I don't know. Like, <laughs> like weird cynicism yeah. that creeps into this whole season could have happened there, but. They give Bart that last little line to be like, no, I, I still think you're great. It's so important. It's so important. And it makes this the second best episode of the season for me. There you go. And I think it's a great episode. Capital G. Capital G. Um, well, did, did, we didn't hear your number two. Did uh, we? My number two was uh, Lisa the Skeptic. Okay. Yeah. Uh, King of the Hill was my number four. It was your number two. Right. Your number one. My number one may be a surprise. Oh. <laughs> Be still, my heart. Uh, because it's definitely one that I feel like I went into the season thinking I hate it. Oh. Which is fun. This is interesting. <laughs> uh, and the reason I hated it in my estimation, in my memory, was because of one of the focal characters in the episode. It's a character I despise. Mo. It's Mo because the episode's Dumbbell and Demi. Of Demody, course it is. And I think it's the best episode of the season. It's so funny. Uh, speaking of Helen Hunt, she's in it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think the the overall uh, 
episode is very well done uh as as spoken on the episode go back and listen to it i have some quabbles with it uh quabbles quibbles both of those uh <laughs> quibbles and quabbles <laughs> quibbles and quabbles qualms that's what i, I merged quibbles and qualms quibbles um, qualms and quabbles <laughs> that's right all of those things um but, categories but i think overall uh it's just, it's so funny. They treat Mo the correct way, mm-hmm. which is he's a scumbag mm-hmm. and doesn't get the girl in the end, um, which I think is important. Very. Uh, because again, way back in season eight, the Homer they fall, they make him a hero at the end. And I'm like, no, he's he's a piece of shit. Make, make him be a piece of shit. Yeah. And it's funny. Yeah. And this episode's very funny. Uh, <laughs> in part due to a lot of the things Mo says, which are detestable as a human being, but very funny as a comedy uh, show. Um, you might have weird scars or a fake ass or something. <laughs> what the hell kind of people have you been meeting, yeah. Mo? That that's your first thought. Uh, we'll go to the graveyard. <laughs> we'll dig up some corpses. corpses. Where are you going? You going to get the corpses? Um, yeah, I think it's great. I I, I really like this episode. Uh, it's definitely turned around on me quite a bit uh, with our rewatch and. Uh, the good doctor's uh, passioned uh, speeches about it. Absolutely. Um, I I actually have a I have a separate category called uh, "Rose in My Esteem" mm. category. Nice. And dumbbell anonymity is, is first there. on that list. Nice. Um, I like it a lot more now um, than I remember. Uh, Hail to the chimp! I just had to <laughs> mention yes. that. I think so it's, that's what you do, that's what you get if you don't hail, or that's what you get for not hailing to the chimp. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it's very. I, I like to use that interchangeably with other things. That's what you get for not blank. Yeah, is a funny joke. Anyway, um, your number one, of course, is the city, city of, of New, New York, York versus Homer, Homer Simpson. Simpson. We all knew it was coming, except no substitute. <laughs> uh, I'm actually very surprised Das Bus wasn't in your top five. Uh, no, it, uh, in a second section that I wrote uh, that actually lowered in my esteem, oh. Das Bus is on there. Oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> that well, no, it's fine. Yeah. It's 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 fine. It's um. It was it was an interesting it was an interesting thing to to really talk about and dissect and a lot yeah. of what I like a lot of what I feel about uh, Das Bus is uh, admittedly nostalgia. I still sure. really yeah. enjoy a lot of it, but the place it holds in my heart will will not change. Uh, that doesn't mean Nostalgia's that I powerful can't. Thing. Yeah, yeah, I can't acknowledge the uh, the fact that it is uh, a wildly uneven episode. <laughs> um, and so, like, it just it it fell in my esteem. Yep. I still like it, but it's just not a top five episode. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the City of New York versus Homer Simpson, however, <laughs> I think is brilliant. Uh, I love this episode so much. I love all of its bits. <laughs> it's like it's just an excuse to put the Simpsons in New York mm-hmm. and have them do bits. Yeah, and you know what? I'm cool with it. I think the ending is so funny where he drives through Central blowing in his face. Hang on. He drives through Central Park. He says, jump in, Marge. No time for the baby. Uh And then he drives out. It's like, can we can we come back next year? We'll see, honey. Splat got a syringe in his face. And then New York, New York starts playing. It's great. Start spreading the news. <laughs> it's so funny. I just love seeing him just get, just get shit on all episode. 
It's because he didn't even deserve this no. to happen to him. Barney drove sad. to New York and went on a bender and parked his car at World Trade Plaza. It's insane. It it's is. insane. I find the entire episode, <laughs> it just tickles me exactly the right way. That's great. I love it. I love that for you. Thank you. Uh, I wish I could enjoy it more. I do, too. I understand why you don't. It's not your cup of tea. Um, it's, I, it's the. T I've said this before. It's just the tone, the overall tone, because I love the majority of the jokes. I think yeah. there's such good jokes in this episode. Yeah. Um, the whole Kav Kalash uh bit uh the it's iconic now the mountain dew or Officer crab juice steve grabowski <laughs> <laughs> you play a small a large, large late <laughs> so funny like so many good bits in the episode but the tone of just like again this the cynicism and the and i get that it's because it's about new york dumped in the hudson river <laughs> at your expense <laughs> Yeah, I think that's the thing about the episode is that I it's not one that I cr like avoid watching. I've, I've watched it probably the most of season nine. Um, I think it helps that it's the first one of yeah, season absolutely. nine. So like, if I'm ever like, oh, I gotta watch the season, I'll start with that one. I think it fits better as a finale to season eight. Yeah, considering season uh, considering the first episode is the Simpsons go to Cypress Creek, it would be interesting if the last one was the Simpsons go, go to, to a New real York. place like yeah. New York. Yeah. Um, but, and I know it was made with, um, was it Oakley and Weinstein? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. In charge. And it's like, I think it has a slightly different feel. It was a holdover from season eight for yeah, sure. Because yeah. Because of that, I think, uh, it has that going for it Yeah, in a lot of ways that I'm, and that I'm just, that I'm just really into. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's interesting because the, the, the fact that it is, does ha kind of have this cynical wrapping around it um <clears throat> pardon me is is a reason why i dislike it or like can't enjoy it as much as i'd like to um but at the same time like it makes sense that that episode would have that cynical it's bend around because it you know? of new because york, of new york. Yeah. yeah like and that's why i think it's harder for me to enjoy it because it's in season nine where that feeling is prevalent throughout and like you said if it was in season i think if it was a finale to season eight i'd probably love it yeah and i i know that's like my own hang-ups that are just like preventing me from enjoying it as much as i'd like to but uh there therein lies the rub you know like that's just that's just what happens when uh, when you digest uh, media in a certain way. And for me, it was kind of season by season, yeah. especially once the DVDs started coming out, you know. And so Impossible I would for buy, it not to be, really. Exactly. I would buy season eight, watch it all in you know a couple sittings, watch all the commentaries right after that, and have a great time. And then I'm like, oh, season nine's out. I'll buy that. And like off the jump, I'm like, ooh, this feels gross. And then it continues like that throughout. And then so that colors my opinion of season nine and then also colors my opinion of that episode, which is unfortunate because I do, like I said, I think it's very funny. Very funny episode. Checking in. I'm checking in. He's checking, checking, checking in. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I would have liked to see more. Uh, I think I mentioned this in the episode. I was, I, I like the kind of like bottle episode aspect of it, but I partly wanted to see just Homer explore the city more. And Marge and, uh, and Co. also explore. And so, like, that kind of duality, that dichotomy of them having a great time in New York and Homer having a rotten time maybe would have sunk 
uh, sunk in for me more mm-hmm. versus just having a bad time with his car in they, the one spot. They do try to have their cake with that one yeah. by giving him that flashback. Totally. Yeah. Um, with him exploring seventies New York, which I just love. It's so funny. Crime when up the, when the cop steals his bag. Yeah. Mwah. Uh, <laughs> Chef's kiss. Absolutely. <laughs> and he falls into <laughs> the sewer. That's when the chuds came up. No. <laughs> Can't judge all of New York based on the pimps and the chuds. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, I think of anything. If I also I didn't make those lists that you did, but this definitely would be rise in my estimation. I'm glad uh, on that list, um, but just not quite a top five. It'd probably be. I mean, it easily easily be top ten. I, I'd say mm-hmm. uh, it'd be between six and ten somewhere in that range. But um, yeah, shall we go on to some of my other stuff? Sure. I yeah, I do have a few honors. That I have a few honors that I want to hand out. Great. Um, Trash of the Titans is uh-huh. one that I want to send out there. Hundredth episode with, or two hundredth episode? Yeah, <laughs> with, with honors. Um, I had a great time with that episode. I had a great time uh, doing talking about it. I thought it was a lot of fun, um, and just really, really enjoyed it. And the and I also really, really enjoyed Trouble with Trillions and Bart Star this time around. I I had a lot of fun with those as far as honorables go. I mean, if anything, I have my thumbs up ones listed, so those could qualify as uh, honorable mentions. Uh, the ones I didn't put in the top five are Bart Starr and Treehouse of Horror 8, mm-hmm. um, City of New York, Realty Bites, Das Bus, Lisa the Simpson, Trouble with Trillions, Girly Edition, Natural Born Kissers are all middle of the road for me. Thumb sideways is what I put, but just kind of that idea of they're not horrible. They don't quite itch that, uh, that scratch that itch, as mm-hmm. it were. Um, but uh, I also have, let's see, uh, Principal and the Popper, Cartridge Family, Two Ma- Mrs. Nahasapima Petalons, Miracle on Evergreen Terrace, All Singing, All Dancing, Bart Carney, Last Temptation of Crust, This Little Wiggy, Simpson Tide, Trash of the Titans, and Lost Our Lisa are all clunkers for me personally. Well, here's the thing. I separated a few things okay. for myself. This is not uh, this is not complete, but anything that I left off of my list is I consider just good, just pretty good. So, what uh, episodes that uh, fell in my estimation are Lisa the Simpson and Daspus. Those are two that I was just that I wasn't as keen on as I was before going into. Right. Uh, but Rose, in my estimation, Dumbbell Indemnity did. Uh, Lisa the Skeptic did so much that it made it to my top five. Nice. Um, Trash of the Titans. Uh, the Principal and the Popper actually rose hmm. in my estimation because it's funnier than I remember it. It's very funny. It's quite a funny episode. Yeah. And this little wiggy rose in oh, my estimation. I still don't think it's a good episode, but it's better, it's better than, than I remember. remember. Yes. That's fair. Yeah. And the same goes for the Principal and the Popper. I warmed up to these yeah. two episodes more than I remember. Bad episodes, straight up bad. <laughs> yeah. Cartridge Family, Bart Carney, Lost Star Lisa, All Singing, All Dancing, the two Mrs. Nahasapima Petalons. Those are the bad episodes that I identified and ones that I just thought were eh. <laughs> just like kind of were just like, eh, they're funny. They're not really bad though and they're yeah. not boring. So I can't really. <laughs> Miracle on Evergreen Terrace, Girly Edition, and The Last Temptation of Crust are Fair episodes enough. that I just kind of were like, eh. Like you see what I mean where I'm at now? Yeah. Like it's it's more of like a it's a mixed bag, but a lot of it's good. Sure. And yeah. a lot of it I warm up to. Yeah. After 
being away from it, after coming back to it. I don't know. It's just interesting. It's yeah. a it's been an interesting season. I agree. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to season ten. Yeah. Uh at the very least we have one more at least one more appearance of Troy McClure. Uh-huh. In a bad episode. That's it. In a bad episode. <laughs> That's all I have to look forward to. That episode blows. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, know I'm going to try and get my father on next season. So that's do have, something. Do you have an episode in mind? Uh, yes, Homer Simpson in Kidney Trouble. Oh, right. You've mentioned that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because that's about uh, fathers. Yes. And their <laughs> and sons. sons. And um, going on a s- boat of lost souls. <laughs> I don't remember that. You don't? Uh, <laughs> so... A small little preview for next season. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Lord of the Dance, of That's course. Coming That's up. the opener. Yeah, uh, Wizard of Evergreen Terrace. This is an episode I remember enjoying when I saw it. Uh, Homer shoots his wife in the yes, face. Yes, I know. And that's why I'm like, this is probably bad. <laughs> to be fair, he doesn't actually shoot her. Uh, if I remember correctly, he shoots the wall, but almost shoots her. I think he shoots her. Does he shoot her? I think he does. I had this set to horror or something. There's some joke about that. Anyway, we'll find out when we get there. Bart the Mother, as we mentioned. That's Phil Hartman's final appearance. Don't like that episode. Nope. Um, The Treehouse of Horror episode that season is Hell to Pay, Terror of Tiny Toon, and Starship Poopers. Well, I don't like that one either. Yep. Uh, (laughs) When You Dish Upon a Star. Oh, that's bad. That's Alec Baldwin and Kim Bassinger. And and Ron Howard. Because Homer's been illiterate the whole time. Uh, That's right. Uh, Doin' in the Wind... Um, this is uh, this is our origin. Oh yes, episode. With Homer J. Homer J. Yes, remember with how, George Carlin. Wanted to know what the J stood for. Yes, I did. No, uh, no one, no one cared. I remember. Uh, this is another how did episode. Han Solo get his last name? Do you think? Yeah, we really need to make a movie about that. Well, anyway. this is another episode that I remember back to being like, this was uh, when I watched it. I was like, oh, this is funny, but I'm kind of like. How long has it been since I've seen it? Yeah. I think it's been... How old am I? <laughs> I think it's been 15 years since I've seen that episode. Uh, it came out in 98. Yeah. So it's it's been cause a long time. Yeah. Uh, Lisa gets an A, which is the Comptroller. Oh, yes. Canada, the Comptroller I episode. I remember enjoying that. I remember enjoying a few uh, moments of that. I think... Is I that, like Nelson's is office. Is she plays the... Uh, the Dingo, Dingo. Dingo game? Yeah, yeah. That's the one. Uh, anyway. Uh, Homer Simpson, Kidney Trouble. Mm-hmm. Mayored to the Mob, where we get Luke Skywalker. Oh, yeah. The biggest waste of a voice actor mm-hmm. of all time. Viva Ned Flanders, where Flanders and Homer go to Vegas. All bad episode. And get married. Bad episode. <laughs> Wild Barts Can't Be Broken. Uh, that's where they, the kids versus adults... Uh, they start their own radio oh, show. Oh, that's a bad episode. Yep. It's very bad. Uh, Sunday, Cruddy Sunday, the Super Bowl episode. Oh, uh, with Wally. Uh, the robot? <laughs> I like this episode. I like. What do you mean, Wally? <laughs> the, the the guy who they have, like, his name's Wally, uh, okay. who, who takes them to the place. Sure. Um, it's, I, I legit thought you meant the robot. <laughs> I, I remember enjoying this episode, but I might just, but uh, again, it might just be fog. Yeah. Homer to the Max. Oh, where he becomes Max Power. That's the one. I also remember enjoying that episode. This is going to be a fun season uh, <laughs> based on your reactions to these episodes. Well, the thing is, like, I'm remembering the bits. I'm sure. remembering yeah, yeah. The, the stuff that I like about them. Like, I'm remembering maybe, like, 30 seconds yeah. of these episodes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and 
and the idea of him changing his name to Max Power and saying, I read it on a blow dryer, I think is very funny. <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> it's pretty funny, but like that's all I can remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with Cupid. Is uh, the Apu becomes too good of a oh, bad. Very like, bad. romantic guy. Very bad episode. It's got Elton, Elton John in it. Yeah, uh, don't need it. <laughs> Marge Simpson in Screaming Yellow Honkers. Oh, Return that's the Canyon Arrow. Yeah. But the, uh, the like, woman's edition or whatever. The F-series. Sure. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, that's make, all I remember about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's fair. Uh, make room for Lisa. I remember rhinos in yeah, the Canyon Arrow. Yeah, yeah, they flip it. She yeah, flips it and yeah. it blows up. That's yeah. all I remember. Uh, make room for Lisa, uh, which I believe is the... Oh, man, I don't remember this episode at all. Uh, yeah, it's the cell, cell phone transmitter in Lisa's room. Oh, yeah, okay. Is something about, like, Bart going on uh, uh, Adderall as well? Focus like, Ritalin? Focus He goes right? on focus. Is that that episode? God, I have no idea. Oh, boy. We'll find out. Yeah, I think that's I, th- I think that's the A plot of an episode. Okay, so it's probably not that episode then. Yeah. I think because they put the cell phone tower in, I'm thinking of the, like, baseball... Uh, satellite that he like hits yeah, down in the yeah. in the focus in episode uh anyway um <coughs> maximum homer drive oh yeah with mel which you'd think would be the max power power episode yeah. by title but it's uh yeah no it's the one with uh um him becoming a trucker oh i'm i'm thinking of uh homer simpson and beyond blunderdome oh yeah yeah i think of that one that's the one with mel gibson yeah, yeah. That's, that's i think that's the opener of season 11 yeah maximum homer drive is one that I remember enjoying when it aired. I remember a few things about it, like, um, come on out onto the hood of the car, son. It's windy. <laughs> and then Bart goes out and he does a little dance and he's like, wow, you're right, Dad. It is windy. Um, and I just remember finding that <laughs> funny. Uh, and also Homer mistaking the guy in, his, this, like, in the steak eating contest for Tony Randall. <laughs> right. It's you. You're Tony Randall. <laughs> I, I thought that's funny. Um, Simpsons Bible stories? No. <laughs> no good. No Ma- good. Mom and Pop Art, which uh, I believe is the episode that... Everything's coming up Millhouse. Uh, oh, yeah. But also the one that James, our friend James, past and future guest, has said is the one he remembers as being his, like, I hate the Simpsons now episode. Okay. Everybody's got one. That's right. Uh, the old man and the sea student. Oh boy. Oh, this is the one with the Olympics. Oh, that's with springy and terrible. Yeah, and then it's and the then it idea turn- at the beginning is so much better than what they go with. Yeah, because then they go to the retirement home and that becomes a new thing. Monty can't buy me love. Uh, oh boy. Oh right, Nessie. Oh, that episode's really bad. Yep, they saved Lisa's brain. <laughs> the Mensa episode with I'd Stephen Hawking. Also really bad. And then the final episode, which is tw- 23. There's only 23 next okay. season. 30 minutes over Tokyo. I like that episode. I remember enjoying it. Yep, me too. Let's find out. Yep. It'll be our final one. Yep. That's the last episode of the show. <laughs> but that's your. That's what's coming from us in season 10 is all of those episodes. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. And coming up next is our mailbag. That's right. Right after the break. Yeah, we've we've gotten uh, a good chunk of uh, mail coming in over the past couple months. Yeah. We figured we'd uh, save it all for this. Yeah. So that's what we did. That's right. <laughs> Starting at the 
least recent. <laughs> yeah. Work our way up. Yeah. Great. So this is from August 8th. Wow. It's from Ben. Uh, mm. Should I read or should you? You go. Okay. You already started. Uh, <clears throat> Hi. Two bits I'm surprised you didn't mention. First being that Yardley Smith is a vowed Scientologist. I'm pretty sure that's Nancy Cartwright. I believe it is, yes. Yeah. Uh, and this is about, this is regarding the episode Joy of Sect, by the way. Yes. Um, so the uh, reason she agreed to do the episode is by the inclusion of the of Christianity equals cult stuff. Even then, they apparently had to be clever with the table read and editing to make use of what they had, which might explain the somewhat muddled feel you mentioned. I suspect that was also why a full indoctrination for Lisa was never in the cards. Interesting. It's very important to know that I do believe it is Nancy Cartwright. Yeah, I just I just looked up Yardley Smith on Wikipedia just to be safe. It doesn't mention anything about Scientology, but uh, Nancy definitely is. Yes. Yeah. Um, and they say that L. Ron Hubbard's likeness is used for the leader. Um I don't know. I don't know if I've ever seen L. Ron Hubbard. He's an ugly looking guy who (laughs) you're like, oh, he would lead a cult. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I could see it with some of his uh, older, like younger picks. Yeah. Here's here's one. Okay. He's got the orange hair. Yeah. Yeah. I could could see that for sure. Okay. Uh, Anyway, thanks, Ben, for sending that email. Um. Yes, and uh, he said I ho- that he hopes Das Bus doesn't break our spirits too badly. It didn't. It really didn't. <laughs> I'm a little less hot on it now, yeah. but um, that that sh- that episode will forever be a special moment in my nostalgia-addled brain. Um, we had a short message that uh, I don't know. Greg might put up on Instagram. Yeah, from Jeffrey. Big fan of Two Bad Neighbors. I thought you'd like to see this photo of a three-story outhouse. Here in Cincinnati's over the Rhine neighborhood. No, it's not freestanding, but it's definitely three stories. Oh God, stop indeed. Uh <laughs> so we figured that would at least give Greg a little chuckle. It did. And it when did. I got this a uh, couple months ago, I laughed a lot. <laughs> uh, what do you gonna, think what do you think would be the room. worst position in the three story outhouse? In a three story outhouse. The word like this is a human centipede situation. I guess so. Yeah. Um. I think it's the end. It's the bottom. Well, best spot's the top because you're just you're just pooping. Yeah, and you're not getting many poop on. Best you. spot is easily the top. <laughs> Absolutely the top. Um, but would middle be worse because not only are you getting things on you, but you're you know like emotionally that you're getting things on someone else. Like, like that, human centipede situation? In like, that point, I'm just like, at least I'm giving it to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Let's <laughs> get a little bit of a in-depth look into Greg's psyche. Uh, listen, if shitty things are happening to me, at least I'm doing shitty things I to other people. I just want to shit on someone. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I'm not the worst. That's right. All right. Um, this next one is from Carl's. <clears throat> All the way back in August of uh, August nineteen uh, August nineteen seventeen. <laughs> That's right. This. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we were we were crossing no man's land. <laughs> uh, he thanks us for covering weekend at Burnsies on Patreon, hoping to listen to it soon. Um, so, 
Greg, I thought that you showing Das Bus to your classmates to cover Lord of the Flies was cute. Thank you. I did the same with Simpsons Hamlet Tales from the Public Domain, season 13. Oh, I remember that one. I remember Nobody out crazy is Ophelia. Hey, nani, 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 nani. The thing I remember the most is uh, uh, Wiggum as Polonius. And oh, yeah. Because he's like, oh, like, there's something behind that curtain that needs stabbing or something. Mm-hmm. I think that's a joke. Yeah, it's weird he's Polonius. <coughs> that means he's Lisa's dad. That is weird. It's very weird. <laughs> <laughs> in regards to your discussion on what the children in Das Bus represents could be better found at the Model UN scene at the start of the episode, Bart as Islam Strict Milhouse as uh, Poland, <laughs> essentially useless. Uh-uh. Uh even Ralph singing, Oh, Canada, in times of crisis, shows his role more of unaffected innocence. Um, and he says, Also, I own a copy of Ernest Goes to Africa. The <laughs> jokes don't come off as racist, instead, more ignorant. There's never really any malice intent, though. The jokes are they do are beyond dated, even at the time of release. <laughs> um, and he said he was excited to hear our thoughts on the Canyon Arrow episode, and I think it's an indictment to The Last Temptation of Crust that it's called the Canyon Arrow episode. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Considering it is maybe the only m- real memorable joke? I, 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 oh, no. Uh, <laughs> Don't you hate pants? Oh, yeah, that's great. It is great. That's a very, but I always forget it's in that episode. I never will You know now, what I mean? I think. Well, because of our conversation. It's possible, it, yeah. It's yeah. possible now I'll always remember, but... Uh yeah, it's it's one of those things where oh this joke is great. What episode is it in again? Yeah. Is not necessarily a, a cri- criticism criticism of the joke, but a criticism of the episode perhaps. So in the episode where uh, where fish is, <laughs> uh, that's in the that's in our Patreon. That's in our Patreon. Yeah, our yeah. Patreon episode we covered weekend at Bernsey's, Mm-hmm. Um, which is where Homer starts having mar- medical marijuana and he goes to a fish concert. So that's what this this next uh, message from Carl's is in reference to. Yeah. Um, so, oh, and also it's pronounced Carl. Carl. He said this at the end of his second <laughs> message. Oh, it's because I think I had this before. I, I mean, was like, an is it Carl or Carl's? Yeah. yeah. There's an S R N, and I, I I I call my sister that sometimes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So he said the song they played is an actual song. Wow. If you listen to the episode we do, I am very, very suspect that it's an actual <laughs> song or if any fish song even has Does a any name. fish song exist? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's called Run Like an Antelope, which Makes is... Makes sense. Run, 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 run. Yeah. You gotta run like an antelope out of control. Ah. And he says, you want to see something fun? Go to a fish concert in the parking lot and say, I smell marijuana. At least three people in earshot will say, if will say, uh, if fish doesn't see a prescription, we are out of here. Or <laughs> this man is really sick. The band has a weird history with the show. <laughs> um, that's kind of like going into a bar and shouting, Lisa needs braces. Right. And see who says dental plan. Dental plan. Yeah. Um, I like that. That's still a thing. That makes me happy. Although you should you should shout dental plan and see who says Lisa needs braces because that's the order it goes in. Sorry, you fucking fake fan. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yes, thanks thanks Carl for those messages. We appreciate it. Uh, Sam sent us a message as well. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, I'd like to throw my hat in the ring of the season nine debate. 
I like it. I'm pro season nine. However, I get why people hate it. It's like an earnest show like, say, Hey Arnold became a cynical and random show like, say, Invader Zim. Two shows I don't know very well, but sounds correct. Uh, the only episodes I wholly dislike are Lisa the Simpson and Miracle on Evergreen Terrace. And favorite episode is Lost Our Lisa, which is interesting, interesting because we came down on that as negative. Uh, some notes is I don't think Jerkass Homer is truly present until Trash of the Titans, which is totally fair. He's definitely present in that episode. I say he p- pops up a couple times before that. Uh, a surprising amount of continuity callbacks across the seasons. For example, Lil Lisa Slurry and Bart Carney. And consistently terrible, no good endings, even episodes that I largely like. Um, and I love Ralph Lay Off the Kid. I will concede the Leprechaun ending does suck, though. And yes, <laughs> I agree with that. Um, and that was, of course, in reference to the uh, this little wiggy uh, preemptively thinking we were going to bash it. Uh, I mean, it wasn't really... It wasn't really Ralph Ralph bashing, at least. No, not really. It was the episode that was bad, not necessarily Ralph himself. Yeah, yeah. Although he is flanderized. In I, I did, episodes. I did warm, I did warm up more to the episode than I thought I was going to. I think I did too. Like overall, I think, yeah. If 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 we're on a scale, and once it, again, just the ending. Yeah, that ending's so bad. You guys, so bad. <laughs> um, but thank you, Sam, for those lovely messages. Our next writer. Is Koi. Just mm. Koi. Just Koi. A uh, regular writer. Yep. <laughs> and he's actually got a uh, question for us. How do you end something like The Simpsons well? Hmm. Hmm. And also goes on to say, honestly, I assume the next movie will be the ending, or maybe the next next movie. Dear God, let it end. Well, how do you end something like The Simpsons? I think the answer is, you don't. <laughs> And do you know why? Why is that? Disney. Mm. If Disney was going to end The Simpsons, they would have done it by the time, like, when they bought it. They would not have renewed the Mm. contracts. Mm. They could have done that and just let it die. We have 30 seasons. We will put it up on Disney+. Plus. But here's the thing. They put The Simpsons, The Simpsons on Disney+. Plus, Not Family Guy. Right. Not... Any of the other animation shows that they acquired, which is a lot from Fox, mm-hmm. um, they put specifically The Simpsons, and they gave it the big treatment that they would have on FX. They ported that over, and then they even improved upon it. The yeah. Simpsons is their adult mascot now. True. The um, Simpsons is, is, is like, and they did this in that terrible short... Uh, Maggie's, Maggie's Playdate play date with date. Destiny, yeah. where it uh, rises up and like the the like fade in, and it's uh, Mickey Mouse ears, and then it fades in, and it's Homer, and there are donuts above him, and he grabs the donuts and he eats the donuts. Oh God! It's a Disneyfied product now. Uh, they own it, and no. if you know anything about Disney, is that they will never, <laughs> ever ever let something like that die um, Mickey Mouse should have been yes Mickey yeah. Mouse should have been in the public domain decades ago yep not anymore baby no and isn't what wasn't it supposed to enter the public domain recently and I think they they pushed for it again oh hell yes yeah, yeah Disney has created uh, the copyright law essentially that we all know mm-hmm. now yeah that's why like things like Shakespeare's plays or uh, Robin Hood or 
uh, King Arthur are in the public domain. Sherlock because Holmes. Those ex- yeah, because those existed before Disney made Mickey Mouse and wanted to make sure it never got put in the public domain. Think well, of I don't know if a lot of people realize that. Like, like that, yeah, that if, if things th- were supposed to enter the public domain after a certain amount of years. Like if you if you think about it this way, the, like the whole idea is that the person who made it is supposed to be able to collect the money that they would have made off of it for their lifetime. Yes. So in this case, for example, Walt Disney. Walt Disney, absolutely. Once Walt Disney dies, after it, a certain amount it should of not years, all go to like just his company no, anymore. Yeah. It becomes part. That's how, and the whole idea is that's how a that's how a country or a group of people develop a culture mm-hmm. is by being able to take the stories that people have created and then riff on it. Yes. To put it in perspective, if it wasn't for Mickey Mouse, Batman and Superman would both be in the public domain. They would yeah. both be they public be domain by Warner Brothers or no, whatever. Yeah. Not at all. Not at all. And anybody you wouldn't you wouldn't just you wouldn't be able to just like uh, like you wouldn't just have to make like a fan video and hope that it, in a dark corner of YouTube it gathers it gathers views and then people say, "Oh, isn't it funny that they made a video about Batman fighting the Predator?" You could actually just make that movie. I'm not saying that's a good movie, right. but the point <laughs> is you could make a bunch of movies that just feature riffs on Batman as a character. Yeah. Yep, Disney has ruined a lot of things. But yeah. uh, that being said, uh, I think that there's probably some other streaming or rights reasons why some of their other Fox properties aren't on Disney+. Plus. Probably, yes. Just as like a small caveat to that. But I know... I. I Still completely agree with what you're saying. Disney I mean, has just look at the effort that they've it as, put in. Yeah, as it's like new big one of its new big brands, and they're not going to end it. If um, you swipe past all of the featured, uh, fe- like all all the featured headings on Disney Plus, the last one is always The Simpsons. Yeah, they are. They got thirty plus seasons. Thirty on there. plus not? seasons. It is their deepest catalog. Yep. Uh, what I will say is, I think more in the spirit of what was being asked is like, how do you end it well yeah how, like how do you end a show like the simpsons well and uh you know koi makes the joke of quietly seasons ago which you know obviously i think a lot of people agree with for the most part simpsons should have ended long ago shouldn't still be going it's weird that it still is that being said i think if at any point now there's a decision to be made to end it i think it does need to be a second movie i think make whatever final season you're in make that final season have some fun uh, like fan callbacks and shit, because that's just what's gonna happen. Um, and have the movie be uh, a Christmas movie, a Simpsons yeah. Christmas movie. It's gotta be Christmas. It's it's gotta it's gotta. Uh, you know, I generally like don't really think TV shows need to have like a full circle kind of thing. Um, but oftentimes the ones that feel the the most like iconic or the most like int- not, not interesting but like the most like ah that was a good ending are ones that like call back their first episode in some way um sometimes they do it too much sometimes it's like you're calling back the first a little too much but it's just like a nice little like capper to be like ah you know the first ever conversation in Seinfeld about a misplaced button is also the very last conversation they have while they're in prison, <laughs> you know things like that. I think I think it's really cute and uh, it's done often for a reason. I think it works well, um, and yeah, I think having like a Christmas movie, uh, perhaps where 
they something to do with Santa's little helper, like something about Santa's little helper maybe being sick or something. And they have to, f- and they're reflecting on the fact that they've had this dog for thirty plus years and should be dead by now. Uh, <laughs> I just realized that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that would be that would be the 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 perfect ending to a show that has overstayed its welcome for twenty plus years. Yeah, you might be able to go out on a high note that way. You might be. Maybe. Maybe. I doubt it, but. But like, can you imagine if they made a, a, a movie that's a Christmas movie that nails it, and it <laughs> oh becomes like this like Christmas classic that people talk about for you? anyway? Oh my god! Like, that would be in- incredible, incredible, and it would actually like the the trick I think that they would have to pull off is that it has to be about the Simpsons family, whereas the the Simpsons movie that we got isn't about the simpsons family yeah it it is about homer and marge but bart's plot such as it is is not great and lisa doesn't have one yep it's a bit of a misstep yeah um our next message is from vincent and this is speaking of how do you end the simpsons this is a hypothetical final season uh if they had made season nine and or 10, the final season, uh, he basically is going through basically the quote unquote good episodes of season nine and some good episodes of season 10 and some episodes from beyond uh, that would theoretically work as a final season for the show. Um, So just very quickly, I'll just kind of go through them. I won't uh, say too much about each one. Uh, City of New York versus Homer Simpson, Bart Starr, Halloween of Horror, which is the uh, non, or sorry, the can canon yeah. Halloween episode that we we did cover on Patreon at one point. Um, Trios of Horror Nine, which is the one with uh, Starship Poopers, because it's got Kang and Kodos. Uh, Cartridge Family, heavily edited to make Homer less jerkass. Two Mrs. and a Pima Pedalons, heavily edited to where Apu meets Manjula much earlier, like we described in the podcast. Lisa the Skeptic, Bart the Simpson, uh, except the version because this is the version of Lisa the Simpson where. Uh, it's more about Bart, not yeah. about Lisa. Uh, Realty Bites, Holidays of Futures Past, which is uh, a future episode that I think I've seen bits of. I haven't seen this one. Yeah, I feel like that's... I think it might be fun to do it as a Patreon for that'd Christmas. Be, that'd be a good... Uh, yeah, that'd be a good uh, Christmas Patreon one. Uh, Joy of Sect, Das Bus with no Homer subplot, uh, The Last Temptation of Crust, Dumbbell Indemnity, Lisa's Sacks, the Mansion Family, which is a Burns episode that I'm not too familiar with. Uh, Bart the Mother, which is uh, we'll talk about in Season 10. Uh, Lisa Gets an A, also in Season 10. Marge Simpson and Screaming Yellow Honkers, Season 10. Um, and then The Wizard of Evergreen Terrace, which is also Season 10. Trash of the Titans, which is the 200th episode. Maybe with a less stupid ending. Agreed. Uh, 30 Minutes Over Tokyo. Uh, Simpsons Bible Stories. Um, really good idea, bad execution, re-edited to actually be funny. <laughs> uh, and then a final clip show, which makes sense. A lot of TV shows will do that as their final, like, penultimate episode. How did we get here? Um, and then s- uh, uh, the final episode would be an hour-long version of Behind the Laughter from Season 11 with a few returning guest stars like Phil Hartman, Joe Man- uh, Montaigne, Albert Brooks, Kelsey Grammer, and a few classic one-offs like former Beatles. Have it be a huge blow with cameos from almost every character. Uh... Yeah, we've talked about Behind the Laughter on the Patreon. Uh, we've talked about how that did feel like 
could have been there's been a lot of episodes that could have been good finales and that's definitely one of them as well one of my one one of my like one of my favorite things is just thinking of the balls it would have taken to be like at the very end the Simpsons are going to Delaware and Homer leading over this will be the last season and that's it. <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> Sometimes that's what you need. Just the balls it would take, and like and and there is. If that's how it ended, there's just oh man, even <laughs> even one season after its decade, it would have been like there's just no questioning it as one of the most important shows of all time. Yeah, um, but that's uh, essentially 25 episodes. So yeah. this is what would be the uh, the hypothetical final season. Uh, a lot of good ideas there. Absolutely, I think yeah. there are a bunch of good ideas. Uh, some stolen from us, but you know. <laughs> but no, I, I, yeah, I, it's I a like collaboration. I like that there's uh that that he's chosen some episodes that are that he lists in parentheses as like you know the Bart send off episode, the Lisa like so there's a Bart focus episode, there's a Lisa focus episode, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and still, but still using a lot of the episodes that exist, but you know some of them with uh, some slight changes or some large changes, and other ones just as is because. When it comes down to it, if season 10 had been the final season, I think a lot of the episodes in season 10 maybe would be a lot more interesting to talk about, you know? Probably. Because it'd be like, yeah, it'd be like, oh, this is the final episode where uh, Homer does blank. Should we treat it that way? (laughs) Maybe. Should we treat it that way? Like starting at season 10. Yeah. Starting on the first episode being like, well, this is the last season season of The Simpsons. Simpsons. Let's see how they did it. And nothing exists on our main feed outside of that. (laughs) I mean, we could do it. It I think it would be a funny exercise. (laughs) I don't know how long. How long could we keep it we up? We could keep it up. <laughs> Who knows? Especially with guests. Yeah. If, if guests know, and they'd be like, "What are you doing?" I mean, we could reference it. Yeah. In the, it's all content. It's all content, guys. <laughs> Thank um, you, Vincent, for that message. I I really like your hypothetical final season of The Simpsons. So Blake sent this next email in on October third, day before my birthday. This was a nice email to get. Um. My name is Blake, 21 from the UK. Watched The Simpsons for about as long as I can remember. Um, I <laughs> He says he was exercising when Greg described the two-story outhouse joke and had to stop because I was laughing too much. <laughs> so for that alone, I have to thank you. <laughs> uh, you are very, very welcome. And um, he says his, his story is rather unique. Uh, his first introduction to The Simpsons was playing the video game The Simpsons Hit and Run Great game. for PlayStation 2. Oh, but he was about four or five, as well as getting the GBA. What is that? That's Game Boy Advance. Okay. Of the Simpsons Road Rage. Old man Greg over here. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? I had a Game Boy <laughs> Pocket. What's a GBA? I had a Game Boy is that, Pocket. Is that some kind of grade point that, average? Is that Great British something? <laughs> great Great British, great British uh, Entertainment? <laughs> and, they, and they spell it strange because it's British? I don't know. <laughs> The reason uh, my parents got the game is because the hit, the hit games at the time were the GTA games. <laughs> now yeah. that I do know. I mean that that is Hit and Run was a GTA clone. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and this was a more child friendly option. Uh, GTA stands for Grand Theft Auto, by the way. Yes, I did Greg. know that part. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> GBA could have theoretically been Grand Boat Auto. <laughs> 
There it is. God damn it. Uh, he says, I eventually found out that this really funny game was based on a show that broadcasted syndication episodes most day on Channel 4, where they played classics, but also post-Golden Age episodes. Bear in mind, I started watching at the time of season 15 and 16. So that's pretty, uh, you know, late. <laughs> Yep. Uh, instead, he preferred to watch shows like SpongeBob until he was about ten. Uh, we still have a lot, of, a lot of SpongeBob fans yeah. in our in our listenership, which That's is right. which is great. And they eventually got satellite TV, and were able to watch The Simpsons and Futurama for days and days. Yeah, uh, I like that stuff. Um. So I'm gonna just uh, skip forward a little bit, a little mm-hmm. ways here. Um. He picks his favorite episode as the PTA disbands. Great episode. Uh, and his time in school saw at least four teacher strikes, so it feels <laughs> quite remem- f- quite familiar. And some of my favorite jokes, like the finger thing means the taxes, <laughs> or in this house we obey the law of thermodynamics, are still so funny. And I agree. And with lots of Skinner and Crandall moments <laughs> that I love. Well written, sir. Well written. <laughs> um, he... His opinion on season nine, he's with Alan saying it's not in the golden years, but kind of on the side of Greg is that it's not a bad season. That's kind of where we ended up. Where we ended up in general, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Um, He finds all of season nine, except for Bart Carney and All Singing, All Dancing, to be solid or even good episode. But there lies the problem. They are not great, only good and I think there's a lot of people who would agree with you. Mm-hmm. And he says, sorry, Greg, it's good TV, but it's not on the level of Golden Age. And finally, he wanted to ask our opinion on stereotypes in The Simpsons. Of course, Apu is a huge point here with constant criticism about his depiction and that he was voiced by Hank Azaria. But also national stereotypes like Willie, institutional stereotypes like Chief Wiggum, or group stereotypes like the nerds and Homer Goes to College. Do you think that the Simpsons writers have an obligation to subvert these stereotypes or if they should lean into stereotypes or just do whatever's funniest? I'm English, so I don't really have any skin in the game, (laughs) but I think the punching up slash down principle is a good starting point, but otherwise just keep it funny, and I'm really interested in your guys' perspective on this. Um... That's a great question. That's a really great question. And he goes on to saying, I'm planning on becoming a Patreon as soon as I'm employed, but COVID is not being helpful with that. And we do really appreciate all of that. If you guys can afford to support us, we do obviously appreciate and encourage that. But if you can't and you're just a listener, we are grateful for that as well. So it is always great to have you. And thank you, Blake, for such a great email. Um, Let's talk a little bit about the stereotypes on the Simpsons. Well, yeah, and I feel like we have talked about it a little bit in regards to Apu because of the whole uh, problem with Apu documentary that came Mm -hmm. out that I still haven't seen. Mm -hmm. Um, And just that kind of uh, general uh, chatter around the character of Apu. Um, There was that very misguided joke about... Uh, within the show that uh, I think, remember, we, we talked about where it's like... What can you do? Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, the recent kind of announcement that Hank Azaria has stepped down. He said he, he's not going to voice Apu anymore. Um, and I don't know if they've done anything with that yet. I honestly haven't kept up with it. Uh, they're airing the current season, and I don't know if Apu shows up at all and if they got a different voice actor. But all that being said, I think the key thing about The Simpsons for me is, and a reason why I totally understand why the Apu thing is a problem, is... Some of the things that that he mentioned, um, including Chief Wiggum or Groundskeeper Willie, like Groundskeeper Willie, 
Yes, very much a Scottish stereotype. The thing is, the Scottish people, as it were, aren't a historically persecuted uh, group of people. Oh, Greg disagrees. <laughs> Careful there. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, you know what I mean, though. I do. I, think I do know culture, what you mean. I do know what you mean in that, in, in that, in uh, the last couple hundred years, they've become the right kind of white. Sure. If you know what I mean. Sure. But before that, they were absolutely the wrong kind of white. And they were an absolutely oppressed people. Okay. I mean, I think, uh, <laughs> however, now I don't know. I don't even know. Like if you like if you ask me now, I would still say kinda, yeah. They still don't have the ability to make their to 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 be in charge of their own destinies as a country. Sure. I mean, obviously, I would. I, I think we do have some Scottish listeners, so I'd love yeah. to hear some Scottish uh, listeners weigh in on this. But my my kind of perspective of the thing with Apu is uh, Indian. Uh, Indian Americans are a more visible uh, minority, thousand percent. Um, and the 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 <laughs> the problem with Apu that occurred was uh, a lot of people's kind of uh, view of Indians is Apu, yeah, right, because of the Simpsons. Because the Simpsons became a huge cultural phenomenon, and I, I'm talking specifically North America, because um, I'm not too sh- too familiar with how it played in other countries, but. For the most part, like everyone was, oh, Indians are all they talk that way, uh, like they have that very very Indian accent. They work in convenience stores, um, you know, like uh, they they they're Hindi. Like all all this stuff is is very like uh, put upon of Indians in America, versus something like if you ran into a Scottish person. You wouldn't be like you wouldn't put the like oh you're a groundskeeper you enjoy eating haggis you know like all, like those stereotypes aren't put onto the people as much because of the Simpsons. Those are I think those are a different kind. I think Willie's a different animal entirely yeah. in that he's a cartoon. Right. Apu's a stereotype. Sure. Yeah. Like I think there's a I think there is a difference, and I <laughs> I don't think there's a problem with Chief Wiggum. No, absolutely not. And I, that was the other thing I was going to say. Like things like uh, his his kind of um, uh, umbrella that term there, I think was institutional stereotypes. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if that's exactly what he said. Uh, I could just look at the email, but I'm not gonna. Uh, <laughs> I think you should absolutely put on institutional stereotypes yeah, any, until they deserve not having them. Exactly. Any authority or like uh, you know government. Like things like that should be punched down. <laughs> yeah, they, you should like you, you they, should be they punching deserve, the shit out yeah, of them. They deserve to be punched down until they are better people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know if that's uh, controversial to say, but it might be. But that's true. Yeah, I just I I, I think sh- showcasing a bumbling police chief uh, in The Simpsons is uh, not like a stereotype per se, because that's not like a con- like. Police chiefs in general are usually shown as competent, uh, like in a lot of culture, even to this day, even with a lot of the like kind of police uh, like protests and negative stuff going on with the police right now in the world. uh, Watch anything where there's police and generally speaking, they're shown as like exemplary, great, awesome. They're keeping the peace. They're doing great, especially the police chiefs are like, uh, like, I know what I'm doing, you know, and... So to have the Simpsons depict him as a bumbling idiot 
is actually a very good satire. Yep. Because it's getting more to the heart of what, at the very least, the Simpsons writers believe is happening in those institutions. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think you need to see more of that because uh, you get the occasional thing like Training Day where it's like, oh, but some detectives are corrupt. And it's like, but that's bad. And we all agree that's bad. And you get shot at the end. Yeah. So it's fine. So it's okay because we stopped them. But yeah, like the the ingrained, like institutionalized, uh, like negative things going on in the police are still prevalent and still very much there. And uh, so yeah, some like some like Wiggum's not a problem at all for me. Keep punching. Um, yeah, I've all, but I, the thing is, just to loop back around and then we'll move on. Uh, I've always heard that kind of uh, complaint when people are like, oh, like there's an issue with a poo in The Simpsons. There's always the pushback of, well, what about Willie? What about Luigi? What about like all these other stereotypes? And again, in my eyes, that's less of a problem because you don't hear about a lot of like Italians, for example, being like, hey, you're just like Luigi from The Simpsons. You know, it's not a prevalent enough stereotype in culture that it's like it's like degraded. The, <laughs> no, they the, got a, they got other worse stereotypes to well, worry about. Yeah, Italians. like the, they, they they don't get degraded in terms of their quality of life uh, because of what the Simpsons has done. And I think Apu has done that. I think he's degraded some Indians' uh, quality of life because of the way he's depicted. And a lot of people just assume that's the correct way. The thing is, it's a, I, I think you're absolutely right because I was in a play where that was a reference point. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was in this production and. The characters, as written in the play, were 20-somethings, early, early 20-somethings. I was 25-ish at the time, and I was playing around 21, 22. I was a college dropout, so I had been to college, which means I was, like, relative—I I had a—like, he was educated, mm-hmm. kind of. Uh, and yet, there was, there was lots of dialogue in the play about— this guy who worked at the convenience store and they called him a poo. Mm. That was not his yeah. name, right? But that was a plot point in this play that I was in. And they 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 called him that because he was uh he was a man with darker skin. Right. Yeah. And he never appears in the play. Hmm. He's just referenced right. in the play. But did it feel like it was um it was. Uh, did it feel unauthentic? Inauthentic? No. Right. And that's the problem. Yeah. Right. It felt. It was. It was. It was. It's an award. Like the. I'm not saying awards are everything, but it did. Like the script did win an award, um, and the whole thing felt very real yeah. to me, um, and that's a problem. Yep. That we can work on, but yeah. keep punching at the institutions. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know it's. Kind of crazy that it's taken thirty years for The Simpsons to realize that uh, there is a problem with Apu. And they do- and, did. Yeah. They like I can't like because Apu does evolve. He does, of in, course, in the show, yeah. and it's. I think he's a great character. Yeah, I, I I do. Like I think he's he's a well-rounded character, and they have treated him with way more respect than uh, they could have. Yeah. Um, but again it's it's not necessarily the fact that they're not treating the character with respect it's the fact that they don't recognize that the world around them is treating him with less respect there you go you know yeah. and so the, and so they're like what we're doing the right thing so why can't we just keep keep having a white guy voice him you yeah. know anyway uh we have a message from steven yeah we do 
hello, Alan and Greg. Hope you guys are doing well. I'm, uh, I've been listening to TBN, finishing off the episode on Homer versus the 18th Amendment. Uh, this was in October, so I wonder where you're at now. I wonder mm. when he'll listen to this. Um, but uh, he appreciates all the work. Uh, should be caught up soon. Podcast has kept him company during the boring parts of creating uh, an animated short film and the pandemic. Uh, has reinvigorated his interest in Requiem Simpsons. for a Tuesday? <laughs> <laughs> I just understood what you were referencing. Very funny. Uh, stand in the back. <laughs> For those that don't know, it's from Parks and Rec. It's very good. It's one That's of my a favorite show. jokes. I love that show. In that show. <laughs> uh, so anyway, your podcast has kept me company during the boring parts of creating an animated short film and the pandemic have reinvigorated my interest in The Simpsons. I'm from Britain, so I used to catch The Simpsons at 6 p.m. every day on Channel 4. While having dinner, thankfully, one of the pay-per-view channels over here bought the rights to the show's newer seasons, so most of what I saw in the re- was in the region of seasons 1 through 10. There are some good episodes in season 13, too, though. Oh. <laughs> very, very pointed uh, season choice there, uh, which is interesting. Uh, recently finished an animation degree for which I wrote a dissertation about the representation of homosexual characters in the show. Your episode on Homer's phobia was a really nice listen as part of my research, so thank you again. Simpsons is what got me into animation, and, and for that reason, my favorite episode is probably El Viaje Misterioso de Nuestro y Homer. Due to its incredible animation direction and use of color, Bizarre to think the entire golden age of the show happened before I was born in 1998. Not trying to make you guys feel old. That's okay. I'm 203 years old. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, I'd, I'd love to know, as theater blokes, which I love. I mean, I love I love Britain. Oh, that's so great. Blokes. That's I love so that great. word. Come on. I want to use that more. Uh, as theater blokes, what your favorite musicals are? If you had to pick a Marvel character to make a musical out of, who would it be? We all remember Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. Do I? <laughs> Do I um, ever? This is a, such a such a great email. Yeah, Stephen. So and, and great question. Uh, first question is my favorite musical. Uh, I mean, it's definitely Hamilton. I know it's very cliche, but it just it 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 just really works for me in so many ways. And I got to see it live, and it's it's so beautiful. Um, sub answer though. Uh, I really like. Here's the thing. <laughs> I don't. I don't watch. I, don't, I haven't seen a lot of musicals but I've listened to a lot of soundtracks because uh, I've only been to New York a couple times and only got to see Broadway so many times there. And, you know, there's been traveling Broadway stuff that come to Calgary here and there, but for the most part, I don't get to see that much. I really like the musicals that are made out of properties I already know because of that. So I like I really like Evil Dead the musical. Okay. <laughs> as an example. Um, and, but I also, I, I, I've, I've got a soft spot for Phantom of the Opera and uh, Sweeney Todd, even though um, I think over the years I've grown less fond of both of those, um, whether because of adaptations or, you know, what have you. Um, but uh, yeah, like I'm not, I, I, I'm, I'm a musical fan is the thing. Like I love musicals and I like to go see them, but I just haven't been uh, ingratiated with them a lot. Sure. So I don't know too many. Right. Right. I don't know if you, if you have a... A clear answer. Well, you know, I had a I had the opportunity to uh, see a bunch of shows in uh, London on the West End. Nice, which was awesome yeah. when we were there. Um, I got to see the Book of Mormon. Yeah, fucking hilarious. Yeah, loved that. I got to see Bow to Hell. 
Meatloaf musical? The Meatloaf musical. Amazing. It was incredible. <laughs> uh, motorcycle explodes on stage Hell and yeah, turns into a heart. Of course it does. A shattered heart. Oh, God. That's bleeding. It's, it's amazing. Incredible. It was... Like a hell. Yeah, and the, okay, so act one ends with bat out of hell and it's the motorcycle crash. Great. Act two ends with... I do anything for love, but I won't do that. Hell yeah, absolutely it does. Uh, that the the does music- it have any of the monster is loose in there? Oh yeah, that's the yeah, third one. Yeah, yeah. it has. Uh, it's all coming back to me. Is that from? No, that's from- no, that's the first time he were like Meatloaf oh, himself gotcha, recorded gotcha, gotcha. that yeah. that song. Yeah. It' been a Jim Steinman song right, since right, the right. late eighties, though. Right. Um, I was like, that was an older song, but yeah, I understand now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, yeah, I think that's the only one, but cause that's the, uh, like, cause Jim Steinman had a lot less to do with Bad Out of Hell 3. Right. Um, so I love those two a lot. I did see Come From Away, mm. the Newfoundland musical. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. I yeah, enjoyed that a lot. That's one that like, I, uh, people who I know who like musicals and that kind of thing really like that one. Yeah. And I just don't know. I. The thing is, I'm not a big fan of like, <laughs> like East Coast Canadian culture. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> if that makes sense. So, that's like, fair. you know, a lot of the like, um, uh, what's that? What's that song? It's like you'd have to excuse me. I'm not at my best. Do you Home know for a rest. That's the one. Yeah. yeah. Who did that? Uh, Spirit of the West. Yeah. Ironically, they're from Vancouver. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Very but, much sounds like an East Coast thing. But they do have that vibe. Yeah, they yeah. they absolutely are are capitalizing on that vibe. Yeah, just like the, the, that kind of stuff in the, like as a Canadian, there's certain things in our culture that I'm like, I don't like that stuff, and I know I should because I'm Canadian, but I don't. And I'm sure listeners out there have similar things. It's just very interesting seeing a lot of British, very talented um, United Kingdom actors playing. This Canadian story. Oh sure, playing yeah, playing yeah. playing not just American characters, but a bunch of Canadian yeah. and not just Canadian specifically Newfie characters. It was very very interesting, and it's a ninety minute sung through. Oh nice. That doesn't have an intermission. Sounds and good. as That's a yeah. person who has worked in theater <laughs> behind the stage in theater, I will tell you, there's nothing worse than a goddamn intermission. <laughs> I agree. Um, I think the only thing I'll say is I think the only times I enjoy intermissions is for big, lavish Broadway musicals. Yeah. Because I think Act 1 and Act 2 works very well as in a lot of Broadway con- Broadway's context. Yeah. But especially for theater shows, I'm like, yeah, make it a tight 90. No intermission, please. Tight 90, I can hold my pee. Yeah. And then we'll go. Yeah. It'll be fine. It's a weird. It's. I mean. It's. It's all. It's all a catalyst of needing to sell more booze. Yep. That's all it is. So I understand it, but I'm like, we as saw, an art form, please change it. <laughs> we saw a witness for the prosecution while we were there. I think you told me about that. Yeah, yeah. It was on Valentine's Day. It was really nice. Yeah. When theater was still a thing, it was in an <laughs> old courtroom. Cool. It was really cool. London. <laughs> you guys do it right. Good work, London. I'd like to go someday. Uh, maybe in five years. Uh, <laughs> and the way the world's going. Um, and who would be your Marvel, Marvel character? I mean, man, that's a tough question only because my gut does say Spider-Man, but of course that's been tried and failed. I don't think it's because of the character. I think it's because of a lot of the things they tried to do with the production. Daredevil. Daredevil? That'd Daredevil. Be good. Yeah. That'd be good. I'd absolutely Daredevil. 
I mean, this is jumping off of your meatloaf thing, but Ghost Rider would probably be pretty cool. Ghost Rider would be sick as hell. Yeah, you could just do meatloaf songs. That's, well, that's the thing. I'm trying to think because, like, the, I think a big reason Spider Man doesn't work is because Spider Man is he swings. Spider Man yeah. swings through New York. Yeah. That's the cool thing about Spider Man. You can't do that on stage. No, they tried. People died. Uh, well, they got injured. Um, but like something like Ghost Rider, he just rides a motorcycle around and whips chains. You could do that on stage. Yeah. Daredevil too, like he just he, he he's agile and jumps around yeah. and has little batons and he's blind. He's blind and he does. You could do courtroom courtroom scenes. drama. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be fun. Yeah, I'd see those. There you go. Those Great. are those, those are, two, are our answers. Those are two better <laughs> musicals than than what we got. <laughs> um, I would not want to see a Batman one. No, no, I think, I think that would be, bad. be very very bad. It could be Batman. Da-na-na-na-na. Uh, okay, so this is uh, from Callum. <clears throat> he says, Yo, so I've been watching the show and listening to the show for about eight months, nearly caught up. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Um, that being the case, I started thinking about how I'm going to carry on watching the show after you guys finish up. That's a good question. Um, and we'll he goes on to talk about the um the new treehouse special yes the recent treehouse of horror yes um and he talks a, he talks a little bit about like what what's allegedly in it um but basically what i wanted to do is open this email and say callum we're going to be doing that episode for one of our patreon episodes this month right yeah i think the plan is to have that one be the <coughs> excuse me the end of the month uh, episode yeah um so on november 30th yeah so it'll be the the recent trios of horror and thanksgiving of horror that's right which is a rare uh thanksgiving themed anthology episode that they did Mm. in one of the one of the seasons um and i've always been curious about it so we're gonna watch those and we're gonna talk about them on the patreon so hope you can tune in for that right on uh jim uh, I just want to say the uh, subject line of this email is TBN podcast found my lost dog. <laughs> Hello. I wanted to share that two weeks ago I lost my dog at a very rural local state park known for coyotes and mountain lions. Oh, no. I had recently discovered the Two Bad Neighbors podcast, and I've been listening to it nonstop while performing chores. So on the second day of my dog's absence, I hiked around with a Bluetooth speaker blasting TBN's Homer the Smithers episode in hopes that my dog would recognize your well-plotted pieces of non-claptrap that never make me want to retch. (laughs) Sure enough, my dog recognized the great Dr. Ife Abiola and came running out of the brush. I attached my lost dog flyer. Uh, He attached it in the email. I'm following, uh, sorry, the following is uh, <laughs> is what he'd like to say to us. In August, I stumbled upon the Real Gems YouTube channel uh, and then thought, hey, Simpsons Podcast would be great for me to listen to. So he Googled Simpsons Podcast and somehow TBN was the first Simpsons Podcast I found. It was really odd because now when I Google Simpsons Podcast, TBN is not the first podcast populated. Um, and he started listening from season one. Oh, that's great. And he believes the golden years definitely ended with season eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, his very quick story is he's American. Uh, same age as the cool one, Alan. 203? <laughs> mm-hmm. Holy shit. 
That's canon now. Uh, Greg is okay, I guess. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. I was allowed to watch The Simpsons, and the first episode I really remember watching was Three Men in a Comic Book. After that episode, I definitely watch every Sunday until the Tamako episode. In 2004, I downloaded season one through season 10 and graduated from being a normal 90s fan to a super fan. My wife is Greg's age, and she never watched The Simpsons, so she never gets my Simpsons references. Greg sucks. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Jim. <laughs> Especially thanks for me, the cool one. Uh, <laughs> but I'm glad you found your dog. Yeah, uh, that's always good. Uh, I I am just looking at the picture now, and it looks like a very good dog. Oh, it's a cute dog. Uh, and shout out to Diesel. His name is Diesel. Uh, wire hair mixed breed. Uh, he's a farm dog, so he has bad leash manners. Oh, what a sweetie. I love dogs, in case you didn't know. <laughs> I, I did. <laughs> All right, Greg. Take us around the, the final one here. All right. This is from Brandon, our most recent uh, email. So, <clears throat> hi, everybody. Found your podcast through a random Google search in July and listen every day in my car. That's great. Um, he's up through the first 51 episodes. Well, I'm glad that you are only a third of the way there. <laughs> uh, I hope you can push through some of the bad times. I don't think there were any bad times, actually. No, it's, all, it's all premium content. It actually gets better. So, <laughs> um, Quarantine working from home led me to rewatch and listen to, sorry, rewatch and listen to The Simpsons on Disney Plus and agree with the Silver Age versus Golden Age distinction, though I feel there is some gold at the end of season two. Agreed. I agree. We both agree. It's a substitute. Yeah. I noticed a ton of variability during season nine with a huge drop off beginning halfway through season 10. Continue to listen to through season 13 and had to stop partially due to the diminishing quality, but also due to not having seen the episodes during the first on reruns. Didn't want to miss any of the visual gags. Uh, yes, it's one of those. Play it in the background while it runs. That's a good <laughs> idea. It's, it, um, it's pretty nice. Yeah. Um, he uh, begins and ends every work teleconference with either Hey Hey in full crusty voice or Hi Everybody in full Dr. Nick voice. Uh, since he's neither named Nick nor a PhD of any sort, he does not get the desired response. <laughs> the delicious irony is that I work at a hospital and do have calls with MDs. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, that is that is pretty good. Uh, he watched, uh, wow, I watched weekly from the beginning up through when I went to college and now only watch the new Halloween episodes. Yeah. Yeah. I also do an annual watch of all the Halloween episodes now that they are available to stream and now on Disney plus. Yeah. You know, what's fun is, uh, next year mm. it'll be season 33 and therefore, oh no, sorry. Was it this year? Anyway, there's either this year or next year, there will be 31 treehouse episodes to watch so you could watch one every day in october oh that is that's pretty good <laughs> that's that's pretty cool i'm i'm that's I, i'll probably try that yeah. <laughs> i'll probably do that <laughs> it might have happened this year whoopsie <laughs> but oh what it was was the that one wasn't out yet so so i think that's why i was thinking it was next year because it is season 32 currently so there should be 31 yeah anyway um, so he's got a fun fact here. Um, my wedding save the dates were a pink recreation of the I love Lisa, I choo choo choose you Valentine card. That's very cute. Um, the idea came to me during the first every episode ever marathon on FXX. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
and he I mandated this fully knowing that only a handful of the 200 people that we invited would get the joke. Jesus Christ, weddings get so big. So it's really hard to keep it under 200. Did you know that? Uh, I mean, no, I'm not getting married. Uh, he has. I just wanted to mention this because this is interesting. Uh, one of his three deal breaker requests. Mm-hmm. One of his three deal breaker requests. One was cookie table, and apparently it's a Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania thing. But like. That sounds great. I yeah, that's awesome. You should do that too. I'm doing a poutine bar. Okay, that's cool too. <laughs> it's very Canadian. <laughs> How do you like them apples? <laughs> Wait, there's apples. Yeah. <laughs> Apple. Throw poutine. some apples on your poutine. That's right. Um, and then an open bar is another one, and that's, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, you need that, right? Yeah, you kind of do. What's yours? Hmm. <laughs> Is it going to be open bar or what? Toonie bar. Oh, God damn it, Greg. No, it's open. I'm just kidding. Of course. <laughs> of course it's open. I said to my dad, I said to my dad, we could do a Toonie bar. Yeah. It would, everybody would like it. And he was yeah. like, what do, you, what do you think? I'm cheap? <laughs> Great response. <laughs> I was I was honestly kidding when I was mad at you for Toonie bar. I expected Toonie bar, but open bar is even better. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Fun fact number two. Uh, his daughter turns three on New Year's Day and discovered The Simpsons due to the shorts that were on Disney+. Plus. She mm. loves Maggie and can identify all the main family Aww. members. I noted on the Facebook page that when watching The Good Dinosaur, she identified that the <laughs> father looks like Homer to the point that she says, Homer Dinosaur. That's cute. she wants to watch that movie. Um, that's that's not a great movie, but I recognize that yeah. Homer Dinosaur makes sense as the dad cute. dinosaur. Yeah. yeah. Um, he says, uh, I don't have a sentimental story about what your podcast means to me as I have been quite lucky in life and things have not yet fully <laughs> gotten to shit. Aww. Though having a young daughter in current state America is something that had led me to investigate Canadian citizenship. Not even like I could even get, <laughs> even fucking get into your country, but I digress. <laughs> uh, take care. And we'll accept you. Yeah. We have, a, we have say with the consulate, right? Uh, I do. All right, jeez. I think yours is lapsed. <laughs> wow, what a mean, what a mean thing to say. And he l- mentions his favorite episodes as Lisa's substitute, Flaming Moe's, Camp Krusty, Itchy and Scratchy the movie, Mr. Plow, Lisa's first word, Marge versus the monorail, I love Lisa, Cape Fear, Rosebud, Itchy and Scratchy Land, Treehouse 5, Only Move Twice, and Homer versus the 18th Amendment. All fine choices in my regard. Uh, yes, all great. Um, one thing that he mentioned early in his uh, message as well is he cannot find the Cinepals on Apple Podcasts. Oh, yes. He appreciates our Canadian sensibilities and semi-jaded views. <laughs> uh, well, you'll have even more of that if you ever listen to Cinepals. Uh, that, oh, that being boy. said, uh, Cinepals are not currently available publicly, but if you subscribe to our Patreon, the whole back catalog... That we've saved. Or at least the all I could save. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is on there. Uh, there's a couple on YouTube. <laughs> if you want to search Cinepals on YouTube, uh-huh. you can watch our video reviews that are not very good. Nope. So uh, asterisk to this is please don't do that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but if you're really craving uh, some of us talking about movies, uh, we chose some weird ones to talk about we first. We really did. Um, also, I, the Cinepals back catalog is, they're not very good. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, the semi-jaded views is funny because yeah. there's more of that. So the much more jaded. We've, we've become less cynical and less yes. douchey. Yes. Uh, Very much years. so. I like so much more things yeah, now. Same. 
for so many and different reasons. And it's enhanced my life so much. Yes. <laughs> so for all you listeners out there, if you're feeling like, you know, ah, this this blank is dumb or you know, this piece of culture is dumb. Maybe it's not just like just like ease off. You know, you can still I mean, I still hate a lot of things. Don't get me wrong. Sure. But don't just like don't go into things hate with hate in your heart. You know? Just like approach things with positivity and you'll be surprised how much positivity comes back towards you. I think that's a really good note to end it on. Great. Uh, thanks, everyone, so much for all your emails and for continually supporting us over all this time, and especially during this past season nine where we've been in pandemic and lockdown and quarantine, whatever you want to call it. All of our listeners from uh, the UK, from America, um, from any other country on Earth that might be doing a little bit poorly right now, hang in there. Yeah. We will get through it. We will come out of this the other side. Things look bad now, but the night is always darkest before the dawn. You know who said that? Batman. Florence and the Machine. Okay. <laughs> They're similar. Um, <laughs> and a quick thank you to all of our guests this season. Uh, James Wade, R.I.P. Uh, Scoot Laird. Uh, K.P. Smith, Ryan Reese, The Real Gems, Craig McHugh, uh, <laughs> Camille Pavlenko, Emma Sinclair, Ali Direct, Dr. Ife Abiola, Mike Rolf, Nell Harms, Ryan Shishkowski, Jen Fedorowicz, Braden Griffiths, Mark Spracklin, and Holly Rome. Thank you very much for guesting on this little weird show we do. Um... If you listen to this <laughs> <laughs> all the way to the end, that's right. Um, and yeah, thanks to all our patrons. Uh, as mentioned, our bonus stuff is on there two bucks a month. Um, still got c- stuff coming out for all of December. Um, we'll probably, I mean, we might just dive into season 10. Who knows? We'll talk about it we'll, offline. We'll talk right? about it offline, yeah. but that being said, there will probably be at least a couple weeks off because uh, I definitely plan to go to Lethbridge at yeah. some point. So, um, to visit my family. I hope. <laughs> I yeah. don't know what's going to happen yeah. today. Anyway, uh, email us at the hammock district on third at gmail.com. Numerical three. And find us on the socials at Bad Neighbors Pod or Two Bad Neighbors of Simpsons Podcast. We got one more season to go, friends. So, as always, keep watching the skis.